Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. platform is it trump that's doing it or just like someone that works for it? he's like almost 80 <laughs> i mean well yeah they want somebody that what was it a uh, trump aide jason miller told of tory told fox you know you're not gonna tell anybody else because nobody else is gonna give a shit but um that in in the next like two to three months he's gonna launch his social media service and i was like really is that like the oh we're gonna launch our medicare our our uh, medical you know our national health care plan in like two weeks or i'm gonna release my taxes in like two weeks or everything else was like two weeks is like is this gonna be one of those or is he gonna do this to where it's like yeah i'm gonna start this so i'm gonna need everybody to donate to me so we can create this uh, platform that I'm actually not going to do, but I'm going to live off the money. Well, at this point, why does he need just do an OnlyFans? Like, <laughs> if he needs if he needs the cash, just do an OnlyFans. My grandfather, before he passed, passed around the same around the same age that Trump is now. Hmm. He would be angry if there was a computer in the room. Like, it even have to be on. <laughs> right. <Hey>. Thanks. <laughs> that was a generation that like the computer came and just ruined their fucking lives. <laughs> you were in the printing business like he was <laughs> well i remember when at my old job when we were doing uh you know credit and criminal background checks people would be calling up and we used to do this uh work with this uh home, this uh, rental association um and they would and everybody he everybody that called in um, you'd get a couple of people that knew how shit worked and they were like, okay, all right. Yeah, I know. They just wanted to do this. Now I know it's not, but you can't. Okay, great. I'll just tell them to fuck off, you know, that kind of stuff. But a majority of them basically didn't know how the wheel worked is how I'm figuring. Like these, these people were so old. They went to school with Moses like that. <laughs> like anytime you're like, well, I want to go ahead and mail that in. It's like, Okay, you understand that it's going to take a few days to get here, and then if we mail it back to you, it's going to take like a week. Well, why does it take so long? You can 
do it online by yourself. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not going to go to the computer. I don't trust the computer. Oh, but you trust the mail that actually leaves your house? Like, yeah. it's, it doesn't make any sense, but it kind of makes sense hmm. because there's going to be shit that's going to come out that we're going to do the same thing with. It's something. Something's yeah. going to happen. I feel like it's self-driving cars. Well, self there there's like I think there's a line. There's a there's a particular line between like like those um self-flying helicopters that they want to like, you know, get out there. Oh yeah, people can do these self-flying helicopters. It's like, oh look, no nobody's Tony Stark here. Like, <laughs> you know, nobody's going to come out with these things. There's going to be a lot of trial, you know, trial and error because what fucks up these things is people. And the thing is, is that, you know, oh, self-driving car, let the car do what it's want. No, but there's going to be this instinct to take control. And then that's, I mean, nine times out of 10, I watch enough air disasters to know that anytime planes go down is when humans interfere with the, with the electronics. I'm just, I'm just saying that a generation that grew up watching Hal not open the fucking pod bay doors. <laughs> sense for not to trust computers i can't do that dave (laughs) but then again but but then again apple did save you know earth that's right you know old ass macbook yeah jeff goldblum and a macbook who knew that is all we needed to save the earth you bring that movie up because i watched the sequel last night (laughs) oh jesus yeah i threw it on um it's not a great movie it's a little disjointed it's one of those movies that feels like it's a bunch of scenes that kind of loosely connect. <laughs> um, but the action scenes were dope, like the flying around and stuff. But it was one of those movies where I kind of – I watched it and then I – at the end, I understood the general plot. But I don't really understand how we got there Well, because like, just all over the place. Yeah, I kind of – my thing was is that I didn't care about anybody. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Like all the new characters they had, even some of the old characters, and you know, God bless Joe Go- Jeff Goldblum because he's like an American treasure. Um, I didn't care about any of them. Yeah, like because it was disjointed. Yeah, you know, nothing was grounded, and I think, and the fact the that o- Vivica A. Fox went from a stripper to a doctor, I'm like, really? Can, I mean, you know, a lot of them are putting themselves through med school. Okay, <laughs> um, more for like a dental hygienist, me. The thing I did like was how I dug the technology part of it, how they like reverse engineered everything that left and made some new shit. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Um, the end fight was real tense. I thought that was dope when the fucking the I don't know why she had to be a giant, but the <laughs> the month bee or whatever was fucking running around in the salt flats. I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> they got her ass, and I like to see. Um, anytime I see Brent Spiner, I'm happy. <laughs> he was hilarious in it, but like it, this story, just I'm not gonna say lazy writing because I know that triggers a lot of people. But that's such a, that's such a catch-all for like yeah, you know. it's not specific enough. Well, you I know think, this this new commercial, it was just lazy writing. <laughs> it was written by three different people who weren't in the same room. Right. <laughs> it just was not. It, it, here, what? here, guys, you're going to work on this storyline. You're going to work on this storyline. You're going to work on this storyline. And then we're just going to piecemeal it together. So somebody's got to copy and paste each scene together and then make, try to make it a coherent two-hour movie. Now, I think we need to tip a hat to casting, though, because that uh, Chinese girl who was the fighter pilot, 
<laughs> A1. Okay. A1 acting. She had like two lines, but still. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't I didn't care. And then you had like um they had this big subplot where um Will Smith's son <laughs> didn't like he had a it's the old trope of like they used to be best friends and then something happened right. and at first i because it took them forever to tell you what happened and i'm like why do they not like each other i'm confused and then they explain it and i go i don't care at all not even a little bit and then bill pullman was great like the ptsd i believed that was cool and I understood that because he was in the mix in the first movie. Yeah. But a lot of people now say the first movie was trash. Like younger people. Well, they th- they watched it and they think it's garbage. Like it's not a good movie. Well, yeah, but these are also the same people that are like flood out to go see the new Fast and Furious movie, you know. Which are they're fun movies, but they're not good movies. <laughs> it's the same level as Independence Day. Like independent, and the thing is, is that Schindler's List. But it was fun when it came out <laughs> to watch. You know, it wasn't Schindler's List, but it was close. <laughs> right, <laughs> Sound of Music level. <laughs> I've actually watched the Sound of Music. I have it on VHS. I watched it with my son because he likes musicals. And one, I don't like musicals. But two, I thought the movie was fucking retarded. Like, I did not like it at all. For one, the whole premise of, hey, we're in Nazi Germany and I'm going to sing and dance didn't work for me. <laughs> and then it was just boring. Well, I was just bored the whole fucking time. I mean, but it was a musical. Like, it was a, it was a musical and I don't like musicals. And I wasn't the audience that it was written for because I didn't exist. I mean, you know, I mean, obviously, if it was death metal, then you would have probably been all all into that. And not and not death metal, death metal. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I saw um, there's these, they're old, but it's a string of videos you can find on YouTube called uh, "When the Doom Eternal Soundtrack Hits," and it's just like different clips where people get amped up and shit. And you hear the fucking because the do the soundtrack to Doom and Doom Eternal is the heaviest fucking metal <laughs> you'll hear in mainstream media today. Like, you can hear heavier shit if you look for it, but this shit is just... And you're like, oh, shit! <laughs> and I'm here. It's like, I'm banging my head and I can't even see the screen. <laughs> I can't even see it. I'm having a great time. <laughs> um. uh, all right, welcome, everybody, to The Lazy Geeks, a weekly podcast that takes a unfiltered look at geek and pop culture and removes all that clickbait clutter. We're thinking, so you don't have to. I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Riley. And uh, this is it, episode 400 and the series finale. That's uh, right. 10 plus years, 400 episodes. Um, yeah, I mean, if, if you're one of those people that caught on late and was like going, oh, no more new episodes, trust me. You, if, you li- if you even go back to the oldest episode, our first episode, which was rough, I'll give you, but you could kind of, you see this, this like recycle of stories that keeps coming, coming back around, which one of the reasons why I looked at it as like, you know, no matter what happens, it always seems like we're coming back to the same news story, insert different studio or different company or, you know, here or another call of duty, insert whichever piece of the franchise you want to. It just seems to be the same thing. Well, new things don't happen as much as they used to. Well, not when, not when you buy out all the, all those companies. It's all, 
fucking rehashes of rehashes. Um, I could we could probably go back six years and listen to an episode, and if you don't pay attention to the fine details, it fit. Oh yeah, it's not not too far off. Well, I was noticing that when I was re-uploading all the old shows, and I was going through the show notes to put show notes with them, and I'm like, wow, this is like the same shit that we were talking about, you know, six years later, five years later, last year. <laughs> you know? it makes sense. I mean, it's things repeat themselves and um, trends keep on for a long time. So you're going to be talking about them. But um, I was telling, I was telling Steve before we even got on here, I'm tired of talking about the new because it's just my, I don't understand why I have to add my opinion to everything. I'm just not the, I'm not that kind of person. You know what I mean? Like I don't even use social media really because <laughs> I just don't care, you know, but I used to be, that's the thing is we've been doing this show for a long time. Yeah. And when we started this show, I was in my mid twenties. I was all over whatever social medias we used back then. And I had an opinion about everything. Now I'm tired. <laughs> I don't <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. It's just, you know, you do something for so long. Yeah. You know, and get over it. Yeah. And it's at a certain point, it's kind of like, okay, you know, it's, it's time to time to do other stuff. And, when you start seeing, and you know, when we did, when we started up this again last year, it was on the fine point of, okay, we'll do this for a while. And then once it starts to really start to get to us, then we'll, it's time to call it quits. And uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm sorry, go ahead, man. Oh no, I was just going to say it time to call it quits. And you know, when we came back after, after break and I started looking towards 400, I was like, yeah, I think like 400 is probably a good time to decide whether we want to continue this or not. And I was leaning more on this like, yeah, I think it's time to go. Because if we could push past 400, because it's like 400 is a good milestone. And as like, and that's where we can kind of say, okay, 400, we have an end goal, we go 400. It's a big number, but then that's also a good time to say like, it's time to go. It's 100 more than the Spartans, you know? <laughs> um, no, I've, I was thinking about it recently. And like Steve does a lot more work on like the work end. Like he does the editing and the, the uploading and stuff. I literally do the bare minimum. Like every ep- every week for this episode, I get two to four articles of news and then like whoever's gonna be the douchebag for that week. And that's fucking it. That's all I do. Just and think even- just think about bare minimum and then right below that just a smidge is where Adam is. Right. So <laughs> When it started to get to the point where I had to do that maybe five to ten minutes of work, really, because I mean, I'm fucking hard, and I'm going, because <sighs> I just don't want to do it. It's not that it's hard or anything like that. It's I just don't have the inclination to do it anymore. You know, and then you, you're pouring through, and I got you get to the point where the stuff that interests me is not good for content. And you can tell. Listen, listen to some of the episodes from the last twelve months, okay? And I'll I'll have one where it's like, oh, they did this on Mars, and you can hear the audience and the it's not even a live audience. You can hear them not giving a fuck. <laughs> I'm the only one that cares, you know. So it's just like I'm not I'm not as into. I've noticed I'm not as into pop culture any as I was. Like I'm, I'm, I got my niches, but I'm or niches or whatever the fuck you say it. Um, but I don't have my pulse on the streets. You know what I mean? Like I don't know what's going on. 
Yeah, and I think at this point, in this this point in the way, particularly podcasting is going, it's like it's all niche now. Like yeah. it, it's you know, and and the ones that are giving, the ones that we are entertained with was is like the away team, and we have the truly and the truly pointless podcast. I love those fucking podcasts. Like I'm excited to do those ones, and that's the thing. We always told ourselves like once it's not fun, we'll stop, and it's not fun anymore. So. And I don't hate this show. I know I sound all fucking downtrodden, like, <laughs> fuck this piece of shit. Like, I love this show. And it's bittersweet to, to cancel it, but it is what it is. Because if, if, if I have this energy now, it's not <laughs> the greatest content if we keep recording. Right. I'm, just, I'm bored the whole fucking time. Because I was listening to some of the old episodes, and I'm fucking hype, dude. Like, I'm <laughs> freaking out about shit. And now I'm just kind of like, I mean, yeah, that happened in the news, but it's happened like fucking 15 times in the last two years. So <laughs> whatever, you know what I but mean? But I, I think it a lot of t- a lot of it, too, is just simply the nature of of content that's coming out there. It's just, you know, it's I mean, when you have sites like IGN and comic book resources that are sitting there basically saying they have a 600 word article to how to watch how to watch Jack uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. It's like 600 words to just say, open up the HBO app, find Justice League, press play. Like, <laughs> I, I, I follow this uh, clickbait um, Twitter account, and they basically just do that, and they, they talk shit about, you know, a lot of these uh, a lot of these sites. And they said it's 600, it was the one of those was, it's like it's 657 words. And then I wrote, you know, step one open HBO max step two, find justice league step three, press play. How many words was that? And then somebody responded 12, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I think it's the perfect point to how I'm feeling about doing the news and in a much more eloquent way of saying it than I did. Hmm. Um, is that when we first started doing this, you could have an opinion and you weren't lost in this. Everyone trying to get clicks thing. Right. Like now it's like, um, for instance, the late, the latest big thing that I was interested in was um, Microsoft's deal with Zenimax. Buying Zenimax went through, and I was hype about it because I, a bunch of games dropped on Game Pass and stuff like that. And I was kind of thinking, oh, maybe I should do like a write up for it because I was hype about it. I was pouring over, and then I started realizing that literally, I think, I think everyone was talking about it. Like it's 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 the sea of noise about the same fucking thing because yeah. everybody just wants to get clicked on, and then you have articles like IGN's really bad at this, where thirty percent of the article is the news, the rest of it is them just talking about old shit, just trying to fill it in. Yeah, <laughs> and I can't do that. I realized that a long time ago when I used to try to write articles on the website. Was, I can't do filler. What was their um, what was their stuff? Uh, one of the things was. Um, something about Captain Amar- Captain America from Endgame, and that clickbait Twitter goes, "Oh look, they're talking about a movie that re- was released two years ago." Right, like we're still doing fan theories on something that uh, something that came out two years ago. Speaking of which, I saw I saw this on TikTok, which was hilarious, and it was like Marvel fans be like, and somebody's watching the opening uh, segment of um, of the Falcon and Winter Soldier. And it shows Sam with an iron in his hand. And then the guy looks at the camera and goes, holy shit, the Easter egg, iron, 
he's ironing something. Oh, Iron Man. Iron Man's in this. <laughs> like, <it's>, <laughs> I was like, holy shit. I was like, it's so true. Like, <laughs> and I love fan theories. I really do. Like, I, I was enjoying the WandaVision stuff. But when they're outlandish, like when you're fucking. Reed Richards is going to be in WandaVision. <laughs> right. Silly shit. You know, it's like, can we calm down, please? <laughs> and I mean, you're allowed to have that opinion. Right. Just don't be pissed off when it doesn't happen. Like the ones well, that are going around saying Kirk and Spock were gay. They just couldn't show it at the time. It's like, you know what? Obviously, well, every. Disimposing current social norms to old social norms. That's but all he, that but is. It, but at the same time, it's like going. Yeah, but obviously all these people that are writing about this aren't one, not men because or because, you know, there are bonds. There's like, you know, there's a book on it called Band of Brothers. You know, yeah. it's people that serve together have that a bond. That is common, a common thing. I've seen women like, why, why do guys act gay together? It's like men form bonds with each other. It was like, um, it's like the one scene in um, Sherlock when... um in, in uh, when he did a header off that building and was supposedly dead. Um, and there, there was this group of people talking about, you know, what really happened, what really happened. And then some girl was going, uh, that, uh, they both survived. And then they show this, this scene where they're, where Sherlock and Moriarty are talking and then they both lean in and they go to kiss each other. And then all of a sudden you hear the guy go, what? Stop that. Why is it always, why does it always have to be homosexual with you? (laughs) (laughs) To be honest, I don't even know why guys do it. Where, where it's always this like homo comments or homosexual comments. Sorry, I'll say the whole word. (laughs) Um, It's just funny. I don't know. I'm like, I was like going, okay, whatever, you know, it's like to each their own, you know, it's like, then if you're going to sit there and do that, then we can go ahead and do the whole Deanna and, um, and Beverly thing. So it's like, you know, you can't criticize us for having that when you guys want to have that fine. It works both ways. I told somebody once that was a chick that was talking about how most men are closet gay because of that, you know, that homo stuff for talking silly with each other. And I go, guys joke around with each other. They're comfortable with each other. You know, they clown around. I go, yeah, whatever. You guys just denying the truth. I go, you know why you don't understand this? She goes, why? Because I'm a woman. I said, well, that's part of it. It's because women just fucking stab each other in the back whenever it benefits them. <laughs> obviously not true. I was trying to piss this chick off. But um, it is a little bit more common in my experience with women. I've seen women, best of friends, some hot guy comes in between them and they fucking are just like, fuck you, whore. And just all this. You can, it don't matter. Hot chick come. <laughs> fuck you, bitch. We'll just both. We'll just both fuck. Well, there was a movie on that. What was that? Uh, the one with um, oh, the, 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 that one chick, Alexander Dardio. Yeah. Dardio. I love her eyes, dude. And then that Kate Upton chick and they were like. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 could, I couldn't even make it there halfway through that movie. It was so bad. Like, I, And I was like, okay, you gave me Kate Upton and Alexander Daria. I should be able to pull through this movie, but I, I couldn't. I just, I was like, going, yeah, I can't, I can't finish this movie. Um, Kate Upton is overrated. I think she is too. Because she has, and I'm not body shaming, okay? Especially Kate Upton. <laughs> she has body type that I just don't find it. it she looks like a she has no um, curve. It's just 
Well, she has a curve, but it's. I mean, there's no side like um the hourglass thing yeah. doesn't exist. Her her waist is just straight, <laughs> and it's odd. To, it's always something that I don't find ugly, but I find odd. I don't know why. Like I always go, why is it like that? Isn't it supposed to be curved in on the sides? It's because she has, you know, tig bitties. Yeah, it's top heavy. Yeah, it seems like a lovely girl. But <laughs> saying, speaking maybe. of which, speaking of a lovely girl. Um, I was, I was perusing through what Facebook thinks is news and, um, they, fun. Yeah. And they showed, um, apparently, uh, Selma Hayek, uh, took a, a bikini shot and I'm just going to say a goddamn for her age, bro. Not even for her age. She's hot. Yeah. She's just gorgeous. I hear she does some weird shit to, to say that. Like she eats bugs and shit. That's what I hear. It's a very odd diet. Whatever. It's working. <laughs> Whatever works. Crickets, girl. <laughs> I mean, that's going to be the new trend now. We're like, oh, shit. Do I have to do that to go look at that? Shit. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so for episode 400, like, uh, I thought about doing some stuff for 400, but then in the end, I was just kind of like, you know, this just ended the way we started it, doing just... You know, and then I thought too, because Zack Snyder's Justice League dropped and the Falcon Winter Soldier, I thought, hey, you know, we've been talking shit about Zack Snyder's uh, Justice League for a while. I go, it'd be a good time to talk about it if Adam was going to be able to fit it, fit in the five fifty fucking hours. I think it started in the nineties and just ended in two bursts. <laughs> I treated it like two movies, right? So I I watched the whole thing. Now everybody wants a sequel. It's like, shut the fuck up, okay? Come on, they're not going to do a sequel. Uh, have their dreams, <laughs> okay? But I, but I do have, I do have thoughts when we talk about it. So, but for I'm sure you, do. <laughs> and I hope you, because we're just the main topic. So. <laughs> I figure it's going to last like five seconds, you know. Um, it's like, yo, we watched that movie anyway. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hey, Ruby, like that's it. Like, what, what do you think about it? <laughs> What are you going to do? Cancel us? Yeah. (laughs) But tune into our truly pointless podcast to find out what we thought. (laughs) What sucks? We were that fucking sleazy, bro. (laughs) Except it's like 15 minutes. It's just like, hey, um, if you want to hear any of this, just go to the. uh, You want to hear the the uncut version? Check out the truly pointless podcast. (laughs) Our Patreon. (laughs) Like, I know, I I don't knock. Go to our our OnlyFans page. Right. I don't knock anyone's hustle. Whenever I hear someone go, oh, you know, you can see my content on YouTube, but we also have behind the scenes or premium. I'm like, it, it always cringy to me. <laughs> okay. You know, whatever. No one's going to do that, but that's cool. <laughs> uh, all right. So now it's time to jump into uh, a few new stories that may have slipped under your radar this past week. So um, Acer. Dun dun dun! The the Revil the I think it's called Revil ransomware gang is demanding fifty million from Taiwanese computer manufacturer Acer, according to Bleeping Computer, The Record, and other sources. And it may have exploited a Microsoft Exchange vulnerability to gain entry into the company's network. That's one of the largest, if not the largest, ransomware demand to date. 
likely made because Acer is a massive corporation that reported almost $3 billion in earnings for the fourth quarter of 2020. $3 billion in just one quarter. Yeah, Acer is a, is a lot. It's a lot bigger of a company than a lot of people, especially in America, notice. The group, which is also behind the $6 million ransomware attack on Travelex last year, announced that it had breached Acer on a dark web portal earlier this week. It always sounds really like mystical, a dark web portal, like fucking Doctor Strange was there and like, you know, created this dark web portal so they could go in and breach that shit. Um, even posting it with some images of proof. It's apparently giving the company until March 28th to pay up before leaking the data it stole on the web. Uh, well, Biden's uh, Biden's stimulus better come in before that. Otherwise, they're going to be fucked, man. In a conversation with Revol and an Acer rep that Bleeping Computers saw, the hackers offered the company a 20% discount <laughs> if payment was made this past Wednesday. <laughs> what are they fucking like? What are those like collection companies? Well, if you pay the whole lump sum now, we'll cut you 20% off. <laughs> That is 100% disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> and we won't report it to any credit agencies, and we won't be able to sue you for it. Uh, when asked about the situation, Acer wouldn't admit that it was a ransomware attack, only telling Bleeping Computer in a statement that it has, quote, reported a recent abnormal situation observed to the re revel um, relevant law enforcement and data protection authorities in multiple countries. It was advanced, advanced Intel's Andriel cyber intelligence platform that tied the security breach to a Microsoft Exchange vulnerability. If you recall, Microsoft recently released patches for four Exchange vulnerabilities that bad actors had been exploiting. It's, belie it's believed that the Chinese state sponsor Chinese state sponsored was behind most of the attack involving the Exchange flaws, but other groups may have also taken advantage. I mean, it's like once a year now. You have to. It's like once a month. Oh, you know, like a major hacking. Yeah. Um, as long as they leave me alone. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'll try to take my little bit of money. <laughs> it's like, it's it's almost like that. Hey, you got that stimulus money, so uh, we'll take the fourteen hundred. <laughs> it's like that stimulus real quick. Like what the fuck? <laughs> and then these words that they use, like bad actors. It's it's like you know. They're trying to make it sound like a video game at I this know. point. And it's like bad actors. Oh, you mean like, uh, I don't know, Tom Arnold, maybe? <laughs> you know, like, we... So you watch 24 a little too much? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, uh -huh. yeah, that's going to be. Oh, and by the way, if you haven't updated your computer, Microsoft uh, released some patches for some of those security exchanges. So if you haven't updated your computer, that's... best be updating that. Yeah, security stuff. And also there was a... Um... A issue with some printers were causing blue screens or something. Um, but, but yeah. I, but I read that The Verge said that the things that they fixed weren't problems. Because <laughs> they were, I think they were mainly problems for business people. Mm. Like there were printers that we don't use at home. <laughs> so they're still problems. They're just not problems anyone reading The Verge. <laughs> so when my, my fucking printer worked as shitty as it always does. Yeah. I mean, hate printers. Yeah, my wireless printer worked fine. Well, speak, it would have worked fine had I had ink in it, but, you know, it's the same difference. I call my printer the downgrade machine. <laughs> so like, why do you call it that? And I'm like, because you have a document, like a PDF that I can alter, I can manipulate, I can do whatever. Once I put it on through the downgrade machine, I can't fucking do anything to it anymore. <laughs> like, why do I have to print things? 
annoying. <laughs> anyway, so I just wanted to go through this real quick. EA, so EA Play, which is uh, used to be called EA Game Pass, I think. Um, makes sense that they changed it because of what's happening today or right now. So they they have always been teamed up with um, well not always but they they teamed up with the Xbox Game Pass but it was only on consoles and they just recently finally fucking released it on PC. <laughs> well, you so, know PC gets a short end of the stick no matter what. I mean, does it though? I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, Eventually. <laughs> so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go through this real quick. Of all the games, if you have Game Pass and if you don't, you fucking up. <laughs> you best be getting it. <laughs> It's really fucking cool. Um, so we'll go through. A Way Out, Alice Madness Returns. Fucking awesome game, by the way. If someone who is listening to me hasn't fucking played that game. Um, Anthem. I Last I heard that game was garbage. I don't know what, I don't know if it's good or not. I'm not going to do this with every listing. Army of Two, <laughs> Battlefield 1, 1943. 3, 4, Hardline 5, Bad Company, and Bad Company 2. Um, I haven't played Bad Company forever. Bad Company... That was that fucking game. That though. was the shit back then. Um, and then they did Bad Company too. <laughs> That's yeah. what I remember. <laughs> yeah, I love how it says ba- Battlefield Bad Company. 200 plus hours of gameplay. Battlefield Bad Company 2. 40 to 50 hours. <laughs> like, what happened? <laughs> um, Bejeweled 2 and 3. I don't know what happened to 1. Um, Burnout Paradise Remastered. If you haven't played the 8,000 copies of that. Crisis 1, 2, and 3. Dante's Inferno. Fuck yeah. That oh, game was shit. It's one of my favorite games of all time. Yeah, I fucking love that game. Yeah, I remember it's, that game. That was, that was what, like six, seven years ago? Yeah, it was like 360. Yeah. That's that's basically, it's God of War if it was Christian. Right. It's so fucking good. Like, you'll run into the Saints. That was one that. of the games you owned, right? Yeah. Yeah. I've beaten that game four times, and I still want to play it. <laughs> I love that fucking game. I didn't know it was out for PC, to be honest. Um, Dead Space 1, 2, and 3. Dead Space Ignition. I heard of that one. Um, all the Dragon Age games. 1, 2, or Origins 2 and Inquisition. Um, EA Sports, Rory, McElroy PGA Tour. I'm actually about to download this shit. Golf <laughs> games are fun. Um, EA Sports, UFC 1, 2, 3. Some game named Fe, F-E. Um, feeding frenzy, feeding frenzy, two shipwreck showdown. Uh, all the FIFAs from fifteen to twenty. Oh shit! And these are like this has to be filler because who wants to play old sports game? Twenty, okay, but fifteen? Who the fuck wants to play fifteen? There's probably some people. Yeah, that's true. That was the shit when I, you know, is <laughs> <laughs> that game? Um, <laughs> Fight Night Champion, Heavy Weapon, uh, Madden, sixteen to twenty one. Um, Madden NFL 25, I remember when that came out. I don't remember what it was about, though. Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3, and Andromeda. Uh, Medal of Honor Airborne, that was a good game. Mirror's Edge, uh, Mirror's Edge Catalyst, NBA Live 16 to 19, M- uh, Need for Speed, Need for Speed Heat, Need for Speed Payback, Need for Speed Rivals, NHL 18 to 20, and NHL 94 Rewind. I'll play that one. Fuck it. Uh, Peggle- oh, who wants to play old sports games? <laughs> Fuck it. Uh, Peggle 1 and 2. Plants vs. Zombies, Plants vs. Zombies, Garden Warfare 1 and 2, which my fucking son loves. Also, Battle for the Plants vs. Zombies Battle for um, Neighborville. It's like a fucking, it's like Fortnite. But you're either the plants or the zombies. <laughs> and they fight each other. It's fucking hilarious. Um, Rocket Arena, Sea of Solitude, 
Shadows of the Damned, Skate 3, awesome game, SSX, awesome game, Star Wars Battlefront 1 and 2, the newer ones, not the really cool old ones, um, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, play that fucking game if you haven't played it, um, Star Wars Squadrons as well, um, the, Bard's Ta- the Bard's Tale Trilogy, The Sims 4, Titanfall, Titanfall 2, Unravel, Unravel 2, Zuma, and Zuma's Revenge. Also, um, when you play these games on the PC, it's going to want to download EA Desktop. It stays out of the way, though, because I've played a couple of games. But if you go, if you can launch all these games from EA Desktop, it will link to your thing. You can play, because I think they have a, they have like a, an upgraded tier. Um, I think it's like 10 bucks a month, like they all are. But you could play the newest games. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You could play like the newest fucking NBA Live and the new and all that. Unlimited. It's not, you know, right now I think you can play it for like 10 hours if you want to try the game out, which I think is really dope. It's a cooler way than a demo. Like it's like here's the full game, but you can only play for 10 hours. Um so definitely if you're if you're really into EA games, which is usually sports people. Yeah. Um, who don't play 2K. Uh <laughs> and one game, one game that they just added. Assassin's Creed Unity. No. <laughs> That's a Ubisoft game. Is that I'm on the YouTube? I'm joking. Are you fucking around? <laughs> Unity? I can actually play that because I have Ubisoft Plus. <laughs> so I can play Unity if I want to fucking punish myself. <laughs> but yeah, when you sign up for uh, Game Pass, it actually comes with a free copy of Unity. <laughs> I went to the grocery store. I got a loaf of bread, free copy of Unity right there, dropped to the back. Yeah, it was um, weird when I went to go drop some stuff off at... at um, at Goodwill, they were actually going to give me a copy of Unity. I was like, you know, I've already got like 10. I don't need any more. But I went to Goodwill once and I saw Unity and I about lost my mind laughing. <laughs> People were looking at me like, what? And I'm like, you had to be there. You don't. <laughs> I was dying. Did I buy it? Of course not. <laughs> of course not. They could have given it to you free. You still would have taken it. Please, I'll pay you money to get that the fuck away from me. <laughs> it's a bad game. Uh, screens aren't that bad though uh well that's cool though but yeah i know so well now that i'm gonna be see i'm gonna be, i'm doing some rearranging in my house so i'm kind of cr- turning my bedroom into my like my a little bit of my studio and i got all my all my stuff in there i may actually you know i could just i oh yeah i could i have like three xbox one controllers <laughs> i could probably just you know sync one up to my computer and just play some games on that so yeah I- the unless you have the brand new ones the newest ones have bluetooth built into them the other ones don't so you'd have to, you just have to plug it in no big deal i have bluetooth on mine and on my computer and i fucking hate bluetooth so i just plug it in yeah i have bluetooth i have sucks. bluetooth capability on here but um i don't use it because i don't really need to it always fails for me yeah because they're like going, oh yeah and then and then it has a wireless capability on my desktop and i'm like why Desktop should be hardlined in any way. It's like there's no reason for it to be wireless. The best way, like if you're going to use an Xbox One controller, the best way is to get the dongle because it does it um, 2.4 gigahertz wireless, which is way better. Mm. That's just my opinion. I just I just plug mine in. It doesn't bother me. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I will just plug it in. I don't have any problem with plugging it in. A lot in. of people get fucking uppity about that shit, though. <laughs> like, I, it has to be wireless. From, it's like, okay. <laughs> they get, the way they get is the way I get with like, oh, they have this movie. Oh, but it's in DVD, though. You yeah. Know? <laughs> that's that's first world problem kind of attitude, you know. The only thing I'm really looking to, to upgrade to wireless is my fucking headset. Because I'm getting tired of being 
tangled up in this fucking cord. <laughs> looking, at, I was looking at a headset that was like three hundred and thirty dollars. I was like, I need to calm down. <laughs> I know. I was looking at some too. I'm like, oh, that's a cool one. I'm looking at that. I was like, three hundred. Like, fuck you. <laughs> like, I don't need that. All right, so. We've been saying this for the last decade. AT&T hates their customers. Since the, since the Trump administration took out net neutrality, many mobile providers were using sponsored data, also known as zero rating, to lure consumers to their services. One being, the sh- of the sh- um, one being one of the shittiest providers around, AT&T was using HBO Max to sign people up. The company said, you could watch HBO Max without accounting towards your data cap. Uh, because of California's net neutrality law, HBO Max will count toward your AT&T data cap. We regret the inconvenience to customers caused by California's new net neutrality law. They put it in quotes. Uh, The company wrote in the blog, given that the Internet does not recognize state borders, the new law not only ends our ability to offer California customers such free uh, data service, but also similarly impacts our customers in, in states beyond California. AT&T called a state-by-state approach to net neutrality unworkable in the blog post. Uh, we deliver the content and services our customers want because they uh, that's what they demand, not because it's mandated by regulation. The AT&T... The, what? <laughs> the voice you're putting on when you read it is funny. <laughs> Condescending. It's totally condescending. The, the, the whole post I read, I was like, oh my God, you guys are bitches. Now, before you get your panties in a bunch, it's a good thing. AT&T owns HBO Max. They could still offer it without an impacting data requirements, but they're choosing not to do so as a tantrum. Net neutrality is designed to prevent certain services from getting an edge over others, a way to level the playing field. The AT&T data cap is no more annoying than Verizon's data cap. Verizon offers Disney Plus without it impacting your data. This prevents anyone from pay to play, which is this, which is what zero rating is. Now, let's be honest about one thing. How many people are watching HBO Max on their mobile devices than Netflix, more than Netflix? I have AT&T and I don't watch any streamers except YouTube on my device. I save that for home and AT&T data caps issue is their way of taking their toys and going home. You will see other characters doing this as well, which is how it was supposed to be anyway. The problem is, is AT&T's internet, like not even... Not even their cell phones, but their internet is DSL. Of course, they're going to have fucking data caps. Yeah. Because the more that people are using it on a single node, the slower it gets. Yeah. The, the whole, uh, oh, well, this is fiber. You know, we're using AT&T fiber. You can get faster speeds there, but it's not available everywhere. Yeah. If they keep, I, I, a, the choke point is the DSL technology. It doesn't yeah. matter how much fiber you want to fucking connect to it because as soon as it gets that DSL modem, it's, <laughs> it's put on brakes. <laughs> it's like, whoa, homie, bro. Slow down. <laughs> right. Slow down. Grab the wall. You don't need that two meg download speed, all right? You don't need... <laughs> right. I think it's funny, too, because I think all that California did was say, hey, we're going to keep this the way it was before. Yeah. That's all it was. We can't do that. Yes, you can, because you did it before. Right. Just being stupid. Yeah. It, you, it's it, them throwing a tantrum. That's all it is. Found a more profitable way to fuck over your customers, which, honestly, I'm surprised AT&T found a new way. I thought they found all the ways to fuck over the customer. <laughs> oh, they have a whole team designed to look for ways to fuck over their consumer base. I remember when the fucking iPhone came out, like the first one. I remember it was only on um, AT&T. AT&T for the longest time. And people were like, Adam, are you going to get that new iPhone? Is it on AT&T? Yep. Nope. <laughs> 
I re- Absolutely not. I, I knew so many people. Remember when we were working at um, NQ? There were so many people that got the iPhone, and they're like, yeah, it's like I got the iPhone. Now I just can't make any phone calls. It's like, yeah, it's because you're using AT&T. Like, can't make any phone calls. My text messages don't come through. AT&T is a little better in, in where I live. It's it's a little bit better on this side because I remember it worked okay in when we were in Agora Hills, but when you were going over that grade over to, between Calabasas and between Agora and, and the Valley, it would just conk out. Like you would get no service between like uh, Los Virginis and probably uh, Valley Circle. Like there would just be no, it'd be a dead, dead zone. With AT&T, it's it's always a dramatic fall off. Like <laughs> you either got full bars or none. <laughs> yeah. Fucking A. All my friends with AT&T had nothing but issues. Yeah. Like that's the one cell phone provider that out of the major ones I've never had. Yeah. Well, when I decided that when I get when I get a Pixel, I'm gonna try Google Fi, Google Fee or Fi, whatever you call it. Fee. Fee. Fi. Fee Fi. Fee Fi Fo Fum. Fum baby. <laughs> fee Fi Fo phone, bro. <laughs> but um, I I have that same problem with with um, if I'm streaming something, I have to either stream it in full Wi-Fi or in full um in full uh uh data mode. It won't in between if there's a weak signal, it just will not work. Nothing will work. See me like I I don't know. Like I, I, I hear a lot of people that go, Oh, this sucks, you know, because they're they want to watch movies while they're out. But I barely take my phone out when I'm out. I'm out running errands. I'm busy. Yeah. Fucking time to be staring at my phone watching a show. Well, yeah, for yeah. me, like I when I go what even you know, when I go out and stuff like that, or even um, when I'm exercising I have Spotify or podcast playing because I'm not looking at it. I'm just right. listening to it. I don't I don't need to watch it. Like when people say, oh, well, I, I watch on there. And even when I go out, I don't watch videos. If I'm doing it's a quick YouTube video, you know, like or TikTok because Adam, you know, blows up my phone sometimes with all these TikToks. Just uh, me, right? Okay. One yeah. way straight. Got yeah. it. Yeah. It's Because, yeah. you know, I have shit to do, you know. All right. <laughs> well, like when I, well, I'm always been one of those people when I'm out, I like to be like I don't have headphones in both ears like i i want to be present so i know what's going on you know i see so many people they got big ass headphones on crossing a busy street like you're gonna die (laughs) like one of these days you're gonna fucking die well i always laugh at those people that got the big old cans it's like you listen to an iphone dude like what do you do with those big old cans like who do you who are you trying to impress it irritates the earbuds irritate some people but that's not most of the people that are wearing those it's it's Yet another status symbol. Like, look at these giant I'm headphones. A, I'm an audiophile. I like listening to to my music uncompressed. And you're listening through an iPhone. Okay. Like, if you were an audiophile, you would first be on a wired headset. You wouldn't be on Bluetooth because Bluetooth <laughs> is the shittiest way to listen to music. <laughs> yeah. And then um, you'd have a phone like maybe like the LG V60 because it has a fucking quad DAC in it. Had you wouldn't have a fucking iPhone? I'll tell you that much right now. <laughs> I just got I just got real geeky on y'all motherfuckers. My quad, <laughs> my phone. I have an LG fucking G8. It has a quad deck on it. I plugged in the wired headset. I'm like, oh, excuse me, <laughs> like, Jesus. And then I never plugged it in again because I have a Bluetooth headset. So, anyway, um, <laughs> I just thought this was cool. Uh, Coca Cola. 
is launching a vending machine subscription service in Japan in the hopes of reviving sales at its ubiquitous um, but forgotten drinks dispensers. 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 What? Um, the machines have been a common sight in the country for over 100 years, offering everything for... Oh, damn, 100, 100 years. years? Coke is an old-ass company, bro. Um, offering everything from snacks and toys to pet food and beer. Even... <laughs> Japan. Even if you've never visited Japan, you may have encountered them on the Yakuza or um, Shenmue game. Yeah, that's true. I remember Shenmue, you can get all types of shit from the vending machines. Oh, they left out the uh, the panties that you could usually buy in those vending machines too? This this is in Gadget, okay? It's oh. a family, a family <laughs> site. <laughs> family site. <laughs> However, if you go pan- through one of those dark web portals, you'll be able to read the, the true story about these Coca-Cola vending machines. That should really allow like on public streets, though. I don't know. Like, like, it's in like a bar or something like that. <laughs> like a, str- a busy street where children are walking by, especially with how – and I don't mean this in a bad way. With all due respect, how a bit more buttoned up and conservative the Japanese culture is. <laughs> I'm hard-pressed that – you just like, oh, I'm, I'm in fucking, what is, I don't know, I'm in the middle of Tokyo, and I'm going to get this uh, Mountain Dew right here, and I think I'm going to get a snack, and then I'm going to get a 18-year-old girl's fucking <laughs> panties. Like, what? I don't know. I got to look. I, I want to look into it, but I also don't want it to be my search history. <laughs> <laughs> um, you get put on a list looking up shit like that. Google, However, Google's but, all, oh, we got another one. <laughs> <laughs> However, the pandemic has uh, pummeled vending machine sales by over 35% as people were forced indoors and away from crowded city centers. In a bid to lure back customers, uh, Nikkei, I think it's pronounced that way, reports that Coca-Cola is readying a subscription option via its Coke on smart app, smartphone app that lets you grab one drink per day for 2,700 yen, works out to about 25 bucks per month. From 340,000 vending machines. That's a lot of carbonated sugar water for one person. Not really. One a day. One a day. That's That's not American numbers. I'll say that much right now. Um, But Coke does offer other drinks in Japan, including unsweetened tea and black coffee, um, according to Kotaku. The new Coke on Pass service launches in May with a promotional offer of 13 1,350 yen, which is $12.40, to get more people using the app, which had 25 million downloads as of January. I'm going to tell you like this. If I lived in a place with a bunch of fucking vending machines like Japan, I would get this. 25 bucks a month? Yeah. You spend more than that easy. For real. And then it's it's also a mental thing for me. Like, I'm not going to buy a drink because I already pay a monthly subscription for it, but I can only get one a day. Yeah. Like kind of shit. You know what I mean? Like for people who need that kind of like mental block. But I mean, I thought this was dope. And he in America it would be useless. Yeah. Because I never I very rarely see a vending machine. And usually it's it's by a store that sells what's in the vending machine. <laughs> Unless you were like in my high school when in my high school when you used to be able to go to the Coke vending machine, you'd see Coke, Sprite, Mr. Pip uh fanta you know and then you start getting to the real no name shit as you get down towards the bottom of the list and at least once a week you're seeing someone having a straight on fight with that fucking machine because it take you money <laughs> yeah and i remember i remember when i was what ninth grade the machines were easy to get to and then by 11th grade they had them put in cages <laughs> so you couldn't beat the shit out of the machines <laughs> same with me it's crazy bro <laughs> i'm the first vending 
I had vending. I was in high school when vending machines first started getting the dollar. Oh yeah. Put in, and um, it never worked. And people would be losing their foot. That's what they put the cage at. People would punch in that fucking cage. <laughs> well, yeah. When they used, yeah, my school, they used to tip the machines back and forth, and then you know to get something to come out there. And uh, well, the machines in the sixties were really easy to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I remember I remember at uh, NQ when I went over there and they had just refilled the vending machines and uh, I went over there dropped in a dollar to get a coke and all of a sudden it was just like I ended up with a six pack off a dollar and I'm like oh shit so I remember walking around the office that I was like hey Josh you want to you want Dr. Pepper they're like no I'm good I was like oh well, I got they're like oh shit you got for- yeah sure I'll take it I started handing it out to people <laughs> I would say like the 1980s had the greatest looking soda cans on the planet. I was talking about this a few months ago with somebody. If you look at soda cans from the 1980s, they're so fucking cool looking. Yeah. They look like someone was trying to make something futuristic in the past. (laughs) Like they're just cool. And they have like a cooler shape to them. Right. They're just, they're dope. (laughs) Now they're, you know. Yeah, whatever. it's whatever. Has more advertisement on it than fucking soda now. Yeah, I know. Uh, Ooh, oh, new Coke. I looked up the pictures. <laughs> Dude, there was we, one when I was a kid. You know, you know they have sixteen ounce, you know, plastic um, bottles. But back in the day, they used to have sixteen ounce glass bottles with their yeah. logo on a styrofoam strip that went around the bottom. Oh, so good for you. Yeah, but it, it kept the coat. It kept it cooler. I remember that when you used to put it in an ice chest and take it out, it'd be cool. It'd be cooler a lot longer than now. But I remember back in the day, I was like, oh, yeah, and I used to peel off the fucking styrofoam. I love glass containers, but they are um, like they just recently at my apartment complex that I have a vet there. Um, they close the pool indefinitely because people keep bringing glass bottles and breaking them. Jesus. Well, that's are you I'm... fucking dumb? Like, how do you <laughs> and if you break one, clean it up. Nobody does. That's why I see masks down the street, being blown in the breeze going down my street. It's like, really, guys? Come on. It's like, it's nothing a can of Fago won't fix. I'm going <laughs> to turn this on. Uh, all right. Well, at this point, we're going to take a quick break. And when we return, we'll discuss Zack Snyder's Justice League and the first episode of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So we'll be right back. Oh, welcome back. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. For the big show. The big show. All right. So this week, or this weekend, oh. yeah, we uh, we've been talking shit about the Zack Snyder uh, Justice League, or more importantly, I've been talking a lot of shit about the Zack Snyder Justice League. Steve has been talking a healthy dose of shit. Um, and I was more in the camp of like, do we need it? Well, I, 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 like, I, I haven't seen it yet. So. Yeah, I was the same way. I was like, oh, do we, are we really, you know, do we really need it? Um, so we both finally saw the four hours, two minutes yeah. of, of this. Now, I want to preface this by saying, if you think that this movie would have been even remotely coherent, if it had been cut down to maybe two and a half hours, um, you're grossly mistaken. Right. Um, this complete shot, this complete, uh, 
completely assembled version of the whole story would have really felt like the theatrical version of uh, Batman versus Superman, uh, which you always felt like you were missing some of the pieces of it mm-hmm. that you were struggling to get through. Then you get the what's called the definitive edition, which is all the extra shit that he had cut out. Then it's like, oh, now this makes st- this makes more sense. It's easier. It's, it's easier to watch. It flows better. Um, so I want to preface it with that, saying that if we had got the two hours, I think everybody would be pretty much like, this is shit. <laughs> this is garbage. What the hell? Um, but in its entirety, I was actually really impressed with it. Surprisingly. Yeah. Doesn't have Iron Man in it, so I'm not surprised that he's surprised. Ooh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, I, I honestly, well, go ahead, say what you want to say. No, let's let's go with let's go with you first, fan fanboy. Um, let's. Uh... I'm not a fanboy. <laughs> I'm not a. You know what it is, and and let me preface my fucking statements <laughs> now. I'm not a fanboy, but I am far more forgiving than most people are. Like I, I liked Batman versus Superman. Well, let me let, let me say that 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 I've liked Man of Steel and BVS. Um, I didn't like the the theatrical version, but the the definitive edition I liked better. I actually haven't seen the definitive edition. It actually it it's two and a half hours, and it runs so much more smoothly than the two hour version. Well, I'm not talking. I'm not directly going against you. I'm just saying that, like, no, 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 because I, you said you hadn't seen the definitive. I'm I'm just yeah, no, I'm, I know, I know. Yeah, but I'm saying that, like. I enjoyed Batman versus Superman for what it was, but then you go online and people are acting like they were personally offended. <laughs> you know, it's calm down. You know, it's whatever, bro. But, My adulthood um, is ruined because of this. Right. So I was excited. I was low key excited for the Justice League Snyder Cut because I didn't want to get my hopes up on something. First of all, I knew it was going to be a movie that sets up sequels that are never going to happen. Right. Um, which is sad and was sad after I watched it, but um, it uh, it's so it's so hard to know where to start because it's a long, long, long movie. First of all, it's not even a movie; it's a miniseries that you just watch all at once. Yeah, because it's even broken into parts, like part one, part two, part three. I think there were six parts, six and an epilogue. Yeah, and um, <laughs> which had the feeling of like the last Lord of the Rings movie, like. You know, the epilogue was like 80 different endings. So you're just like, oh, my God, can we get to the end so far? <laughs> let, let, let's start with things I noticed from the jump, like not specific story stuff. But one, the campiness was removed. Um, now, some of the campy jokes that were in the Justice League before I laughed at, I thought were funny. But now when you see the tone that Snyder was going for, they would not have fit mm-hmm. at all. Um, like the whole, I heard you talk to fish that wasn't there. Right. Um, there was still a couple of, but it was very subtle. You know, I, um, the flash was the, probably the funniest person. Yeah. He was the comedic relief and even he was more serious. I did did like how he took the, uh, the hot dog wiener. That was funny. Um, the, the biggest glaring overall difference that I saw that I really, enjoyed and respected it was something that bothered me about justice league when it came out in the theaters is it wasn't just everyone's an idiot and they need superman because they're too fucking stupid to get anything done that was the vibe i always got from the original one is that they were just a bunch of bumbling idiots and i'm like i kind of believe that for the flash and cyborg because they're new 
But like, if you watch the um, the fights, perfect example, the fight in the before Superman even showed up, the one in the sewer, right? They the Flash wasn't going. Oh, I'm too scared, and Batman had to give him a pep talk. That was removed. Why would he be scared? He's he can move faster than than crazy anything. Yeah, but at the same time, he's never fought for his life. He's you know, I I like, I liked how Snyder did it way more. Yeah, where he looked. The thing is, is it's subtle. He didn't look a hundred percent confident. He didn't look like he had been doing it for thirty fucking years. But he didn't have to say it. I think the difference here, the the biggest difference that I think between Whedon and Snyder is Snyder didn't think the audience was dumb. There's a lot of stuff that's very subtle. There's a lot of it doesn't have to be so in your face. Well, you saw that with Man of Steel and BVS. There was yes. a lot of things that he that he kind of went on the assumption that fans would know. And I and, right. and that's always been the thing that we've always kind of talked about is fan makes these as as fan flicks. And he even said in his interviews when he did this particular version, he said that he was doing stuff that he knew the fans wanted to see. So he was this was his fan version. Right. And and I think and I respect That's, that. I respect it too. But I, I also watching this movie, I also understand I don't agree with them, but I understand what Warner Brothers was also trying to do. They're like, look, the fans are gonna get this, but we need everyone to get this. So let's try to shift it around. The problem is, is if you gave me that four hours and two minutes of product and then said distill this to two hours <laughs> and make it campier. Right. It's gonna look shit. Yeah. Uh, I also think um, Whedon, from what from what I feel, is that he tried to make a Marvel movie, and there's nothing wrong with that. Marvel's great, great films, but it didn't fit what was already filmed. Well, it, here's the here's the thing with with Whedon in that in in that instance. Yeah, Warner Brothers probably saw, oh well, look what he did with the Avengers. We're doing our first. Avengers type movie. Let's bring Re- Whedon in and, and try to make something that the fans won't want Snyder's head because when most people sit there and say like, oh, fucking Snyder this, the Snyder that, it's like you all wanted his head after Man of Steel and you wanted him out of the franchise by the time BVS came out. Um, yeah. And, you know, f- fandom is a fickle bitch. Uh, but one of the things that I, I, I look at is that, you know, uh, Whedon was brought in to say, hey, make this like an Avengers movie, lighter hearted, you know, where it could be more mass appeal. Uh, Problem is, is a lot of the like some people, somebody said or some um, somebody that I knew said, uh, well, isn't this just extra footage? And then I I go, actually, this is a whole new film. Yeah. It's like you're watching the Justice League from a different universe. Right. It's like, yeah, it's like, you know how sometimes you see a movie and it doesn't get you, you know, you're kind of like, I don't, I don't really want to see this. All right. I don't like it. Five years go by and then you rewatch the movie and it hits you in a totally different way. That's kind of how these two movies felt like you, you watch Justice League, which don't get me wrong. I actually liked Justice League. I was among it, one of the things that always struck me was the Marvel fan base always is more forgiving than the DC fan base because in the most most of the Marvel fans that I knew actually liked Man of Steel, BVS, and and Justice League. Because yeah. why? Because they're used to bad shit. They're used to seeing bad Marvel movies. 
you know, and they were like, actually, these weren't bad. They were more forgiving for it. The DC fans were like, oh my God, this was bullshit. This was this, this was that. Um, and so, you know, on, on that aspect, I was more forgiving of them. Did I, and you know, when watching BVS, I always felt like eh, things just feel a little weird. You know, it's like, it, it feels like I'm missing certain spots, like the revital points. But then when I saw the definitive edition, I was like, oh, there it is. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. This movie is actually better with that extra stuff. But one of the things that I looked at while I'm watching this movie, I'm sitting here going, why did he get rid of all this? Because in theory, you could have released this movie without all the epilogue shit, you know, maybe tweaked out some of the extra little things, you know, the little nuances that didn't really need to be in there, you know, tighten it up a little bit. Like closer to three hours, but under. Yeah. You could have, yeah, you could have you could have shrunk it down in there, but there were a lot of stuff. I'm like, why? There's no need for it because it was actually pretty cool. Um, Darkseed. Yeah. I mean, just you felt like I felt the actual threat in this version. Yeah. The other one that was just a big monster, and they had to, you know, it, it was, and like I said. I was I I liked the Justice League the original one, but it wasn't a memorable movie. I think I've only watched it once, which is kind of weird because I'm a pretty big DC fan. Well, but I'm, I'm going like, to actually watch it again to compare it to the original, or to compare it to this new version, just to see. Just going to watch the Snyder cut again. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but that's a good idea. But like. I, f- I seriously feel like either Warner Brothers or we whoever the fuck was over there pulling strings what they t- what they took what they turned Snyder's movie into is a dumbed down like even the ending the yeah. ending was super dumbed down in the original one so the original one it wasn't explained like they explained the whole thing with the mother boxes and the and that um one of one of the biggest things that that literally had me fucking jumping off my chair is that everyone did something important. Mm. It wasn't just like, oh, we're just surviving. Oh, thank God, Superman's here. Right. It was. It. I always thought that was dumb. Like I'm like, Superman is the most powerful being on the planet Earth in the DC universe, but Wonder Woman and Aquaman and all them are not bitches. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and I didn't like. If you watch the original theater or theatrical release or whatever, they kind of are getting their ass kicked the entire movie. Yeah, and then Superman comes and then it's the end saves of the, movie. the day. Saves the day, right? And I'm like, someone's a Superman stan at this point. <laughs> you know, but I like how yes, he came. Yes, he was. He he. I felt like the Justice League was just like it was in the comic book, even as the cartoon, where they split off into things they are good at. Um, you had the Flash doing Flash shit, where he's running around and he has to he has to charge up um, so he can he can tap on fucking. Um, he's really the main one who saved the day. He has to yeah. tap on a cyborg's shoulder to supercharge him. So and cyborg, since he's a tech dude, he's he's not just trying to separate the boxes. He's trying to get inside of them on a code level. And then you had um Aquaman and Wonder Woman doing more technical fighting on the side because that's what they do. And Superman was handling the big baddie. You know, it made more it felt like the Justice League to me. 
Yeah. It felt like what I've read all when I was growing up is that they all were doing and and I'm not saying to only the Justice League, the Avengers is the same way. That that one of the one of my favorite things about the Marvel movies is everybody has a fucking role. Right. They're playing their part. It's not like Iron unless, Man does everything and everyone's a bitch. Unless you're weeding and can't figure out how to work Hawkeye into the situation, you know. I think we a fucking asshole. Okay, whatever. I, mean, I like the first Avengers when it came out, but now that I'm looking at all the other stuff, it's it's not the shittiest movie, but it is a weak movie compared to a lot of the other stuff that came out, especially the other Avengers movies. Because the Marvel movies are one of those rare cases where the sequels were better. Yeah, like they just kept getting better. Well, yeah, I mean, you once you got in people like the Russo brothers, you know, going in there and taking on the mantle of like you know, Captain America and then doing the end game and um, infinity war, it just raised it to another level. And then you look at like Joss Whedon would not have been able to handle that. Like he would not have been able to do those movies. I like, there was so much about, about the, the Snyder cut that I enjoyed. It is the storytelling. The tone was better. Um, I don't need to be told zany one liners all the time. Right. You know, and and if I'm watching a movie where I'm expecting, like if I'm watching an Iron Man movie, I'm expecting Zany One Liners. It doesn't take away from the movie. That's him. That's yeah. his character. He does that. Same with Spider Man. You know, but these don't do that. I don't need Batman to go. Who you talk to fish? Like I thought it was cute before, but now that I see what it what it was originally, I'm like, wait a minute. This is way better. Yeah. This should have been. Also, Aquaman. Aquaman is not a fucking frat boy in this movie. <laughs> he's he's a bit damaged. He's got some issues that he's working out, but he's a solid dude. One of the greatest scenes that I think did a lot for his character is when he was concerned. He was fighting with Cyborg at first. Then he was concerned about him, and the concern wasn't in the original movie. Yeah. And the Flash goes, I thought you didn't care. And he's like, I never said that. Yeah, That did a lot for me. Like I was like, that needed to be there. Because Aquaman's not some cold asshole. What I also thought helped a lot was the Flash wasn't just the comic relief. Because in the original cut, he was just the comic relief. Yeah. Um, in this one, he had a pivotal role. He and, was way bigger in this version. Yeah, and the fact that he had his rule, his rule that he doesn't like to break, which he said in the in the first time when he said, yeah, because when I go faster than the speed of sound, you know, he goes, weird stuff starts to happen. Speed of light, yeah. Yeah, the speed of light. He goes, weird stuff starts to happen. It's a rule I don't like to break. And he does it, and we see a glimpse of it with the when the mother box goes into the um into the pool. But then when I saw them uh when I saw Darkseed looks like he won and then Barry started to go, oh shit, they're gonna do they're gonna use they're gonna use his uh his time travel right in there. So it was just like, oh my God, that was such a thing that we he which Anybody who knows the Flash knows he does it because they spent the first, I think, two or three seasons in the series doing that, and um, and then he even says later on, he's like, "Yeah, I'm not allowed to do that anymore," <laughs> you know. Um, the way they represented the special effects of it were fucking awe-inspiring for me. Like he's running, and I'm watching it with my son, and he's like, "Why is there nothing?" And then there's stuff behind him, like because he's moving faster than time existence is building behind him and he's running in front of it and it blew my fucking mind i was like that's some shit you see in the comic book right like that's some fucking next level 
out of your fucking mind kind of shit you see. And I was like, the Flash is almost the most important fucking character in this in this movie. But everybody has their place. Cyborg got a lot more in it too. I'm kind of understand why he was so pissed off. First off, nobody cuts Joe Morton's shit. Listen, and deserves to get away with it. So many of his scenes. I mean, that was just like. I mean, I was like, yeah. Now I understand why he was why he was pretty pissed off. I was like that whole thing and. You know, and then we got to see what happened because in in the original cut, after Cyborg saves his father, we don't see him anymore. <laughs> like right. there is nothing after that. But then now we, but then we see what had happened, which you know he sacrificed himself, you know to to give them an edge, you know, and then your substance, yeah, was it, he he wasn't just there to be that annoying thing for Cyborg. He was an important character. And the, even that, I mean, even the point where when that whole emotional scene he had in the hospital when he said it looked like Cyborg was, you know, the, uh, Victor wasn't going to make it. And he was like, I'm not going to let you die. You know, he there was a lot more emotionality and his attempt at redemption. Even when you go to the original, the ending is Lois Lane's monologue. She av- decides to, you know, because in the original cut, she was... Oh, she hasn't been able to write a proper story. She's doing all these little fluff pieces, which made no sense. I was like, well, I don't, like, why did that need to change? And then she it, writes this big inspir- What? It makes no sense for the character of Lois Lane. Yeah, and then she writes this big old fluff piece about hope and whatever. But in the original cut, it's actually Victor's father talking to him about coming back to life. His, his um, what does he say, father twice over? You know, telling him what he needs to do with all of this stuff. And one thing that I thought was amazing was when he says, you have all this power. And my brother had said, like, would you give a guy in his 20s like that much power? Like he can do everything. But I uh, but then I was like, then you see him seeing the that one woman trying to make yeah. ends meet. And then Great. he go- and then he goes ahead and and tells her, you know, then in her bank account, oh, you won Gotham. You know, you won this thing and you have like a couple hundred thousand dollars and it was just like that's why i really like that scene too because in it it like i said the special effects were amazing like it showed it actually showed the audience all this access he has and for anyone cyborg is one of my favorite comic book characters and he he's really underrated like anytime they come out with a book with him nobody reads it i don't Although know he why. didn't say booyah which kind of sucked it's true too um <laughs> but he has and they lay it out for you joe morton's character lays it out because he has literal digital access to everything and in today's world that means he can manipulate everything no one can stop him from doing things and in all that he does not only a nice thing but something small yeah you know he could have did something for like a huge gesture but he didn't. He he helped one one single mom, and gave her a bit of money so she could take care of her kids. And I thought that was just such a big deal. Like this movie. The more I think about the Snyder cut, the more I realize that the theatrical release of Justice League was Superman two. Yeah. Even Superman was only in half of it. Right. Because the the main point of the theatrical release was get Superman there because we can't do this. Yeah, you know, and it's like I don't know. I loved how um, what's his name? I always forget his fucking name. The bad guy, Steppenwolf. 
Yeah, Steppenwolf. He fucking that armor was legit, bro. <laughs> yeah. Fit and shit. I was like, okay. And like, all the fight scenes were longer. Like the the fight with the Amazons was fucking fire. Um, the old old fight with fucking Hercules and shit there was fire. Which was um, which was interesting because that I I think I need to say like five minutes into the movie it was a whole different experience. Yeah. Absolutely. Because we didn't get the whole that song intro and I I know Whedon has a different approach to superhero movies which for good or bad can work but kind of annoys me. You see that in the town that Russian town that they that Steppenwolf takes over there's no people there. It's abandoned. And yeah. Whedon has to do this thing where it's like oh I want to show how humans how this affects humans. We see it in the first two Avenger movies. We don't really see it much after that. We don't get to see the 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 public consequence, you know, the these people we identify with is like, oh, these are normal people. And to be honest, I could give or take them. Like, the, I thought the little girl was funny in in the in the original one where they when they were barricading themselves in the house and she got that bug spray. I thought that was kind of cute. Um, but you know, the fact that there was an abandoned town, I was cool with it. I was like, that's fine. You know, it works that way. Um, but the overall arc of the film had just a different vibe. And for four hours, believe it or not, it felt smooth. Yeah. The yeah. only reason I broke it up into two is because I just was busy. Yeah. <laughs> if you can't sit there and see and for, for us here, we broke it up over two nights. Well, I saw it over two. I saw it over a day, but like I caught the first hour and a half to two hours at one o'clock in the morning, the night it was released. And I was like going, I wasn't really that tired. So I go, oh, well, I'll watch part of it. And then I remember looking at going, four fucking hours. I'm like, Jesus. I go, well, I'm not staying up till five in the morning to watch the whole thing. So I watched like the first hour or two. Then I then I got up later in the morning, did some shit. And then I was like, going, well, I go, I think I got like two hours, two and a half hours left. So I ended up watching the rest of that. And then my brother wanted to see it. So I watched it again because we were going to talk about it on the show. And I thought, well, okay. So we broke it up over two nights, Friday night and then and then last night. So it definitely was... Like I caught a few more things, um, but I got to kind of really look at it and see like, why do I like this more? Um, Martian Manhunter. Yeah. It was cool that it was that general that had been in the other two uh, Snyder movies. I heard rumor that, that he was supposed to be Martian Manhunter. Yeah. Um, so that was cool. But then it took out. See, one of the things that I, I thought was actually kind of cool and some people kind of like. We got this scene instead of this scene where it was, you know, Superman's mom goes and visits uh, Lois at her apartment and talks to her about why she hasn't even been to the Daily Planet. And she's like, because she, you know, it felt wrong to be there. That made more sense. Yeah. Um, and and how flat out goes, um, do me a favor and join the join the rest of the world. Right. Like almost like tough love. Like stop fucking moping in here. Right. And what was cool, what would have worked even if he had just kept that is just like take out the scene where Martian Manhunter, you know, pops in. You could just easily edit him out and yeah. kept that scene. But they have her talking about the fluff pieces and then that stupid shit on the TV screen where the wife's talking about her janitorial husband that got abducted by aliens and stuff like that. I was like, it always felt odd to me seeing that in 
in a DC movie. I expected it in a Marvel movie, but I was like, that kind of stuff was. It's it's leading the audience, right? And it, it's just not necessary. Like it's, it, and it, it brings back to my my point of how I think Whedon or Warner Brothers thought we were all stupid, and we needed our hand held through everything. Yeah, you know, and it's it's just annoying. What about the future scape? I want to ask you about that. Like Batman's dream at the end. Yeah, I thought it was cool, but unnecessary. Right. I feel like it was. Um, I feel like it's we're missing something because it had something to do with Flashpoint, right? Because the universe they seem to be in almost reminded me of the Injustice universe, which is the one from the um, right. the fighting games. Yeah, because I remember um, it all deals with Lois dying. Lois is killed by the Joker, and then um, no, I'm talking. I mean, I'm talking about in this one in the, the Justice League, yeah. Which is what Wyatt why I was explaining it. Cause that's why it reminded me. Um, but yeah, I mean, I could, it, it was cool. I enjoyed it. I like to see, um, that Joker get a little bit more. Cause I think Jared Leto would have done a good job. I think his acting was fine. It's just the character they were writing was weird, but it fit. Yeah. I tell people, people get upset with me cause they go, the, the fucking Joker and suicide squad was garbage. I'm like, it fit that universe. Yeah, that universe was very glitzy and in your face, so that Joker fit that universe. I like that. I like that reach around line. <laughs> that was funny. Who's going to give you a reach around? Yeah. He didn't argue. <laughs> um, but and then the little like you know when Harley died, she made me promise that I would kill you slow. Like mm-hmm. that's the kind of stuff that was reminding me of the Injustice universe, where people were kind of switching sides. Yes. Yeah. And I do know, and they even reference it in this movie, but we don't see it as an end scene or whatever, where um, he references how he had a vision, Batman had a vision where um, uh, he saw the Flash, right? Oh, right. And Lois is the is the key, and it was an older Flash. It was the same Flash from that vision. Right. So I, I – and we know – well. This is this is another reason why some people think Snyder's kind of a pain in the ass because you wouldn't know this if you didn't read the comic books. But um, not only can the Flash move through time, but he can move through alternate realities, which is the whole point of Flashpoint, which is what they were leading to. Right. Um, which if they would have got there, they probably would have fixed everything. But whatever. Um, so, but the only problem is I have to connect a scene from the theatrical <laughs> version and this one. Right. Because I know they exist. You know what I mean? But um, so I don't even think that's the right universe. Why Batman is seeing it? I don't know. That's that's what I think is the missing part to it. That would have been in a follow up. There was uh, one no. scene that I noticed a big difference. Um, that last scene where Martian Manhunter visits Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Bruce Wayne is a lot skinnier. If you notice in, in that scene, if you pay attention, I watched it the second time and I go, he seems thinner than he did like with um because he's bulked up as superman you know but in this scene i look at him and he looks like he's hunched over a little bit you know but i was like he looks a lot thinner like he doesn't look as bulky so for me it was like that had to have been a pickup that i knew i know ben affleck went and filmed a few couple of things for him now you yeah. know and that i was like that had to be one of them because he looked a lot thinner than than he did in the rest of the movie one thing one thing i wanted to point out about um Wonder Woman about Gail Gadot. Um, I notice in this version, she's not as sexualized. 
she wasn't as sexualized. Thank you. Yeah. Um, there was one little throwaway line from The Flash, which was where he said, oh, wow, or something like that when he was coming off the plane. Yeah. But that was more him. He He's a young guy. Yeah. You know, you see someone that strikingly beautiful. Not only is Gail Gadot that beautiful, but <laughs> Wonder Woman is supposed to be one of the most beautiful women on the planet. That you know, pan so. around shot in the white dress. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but see, that was the thing. And I think Snyder recognized something about Gail Gadot. She's beautiful anyway. You don't have to point it out. And it actually made, for me anyway, I was more blown away by her being so captivating in the scene because it wasn't being pointed out. Right. She was just acting. Yeah. She was just be doing her scene. And I was like, damn, she's pretty. <laughs> you know, it, it just, it, but in, not in a sleazy way. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like it, it, it well, that, it that's something I, I had said, I, I mentioned that to my brother when we were watching, I go, every shot that I see her reminds me of just how beautiful she is, even though she's not trying to be right. It gave her, it gave her a, um, a presence yeah. you know what i mean in the scene it wasn't a sexualized presence beauty doesn't have to be sexualized you know it, it can be it, it usually I mean, if you're is. doing it i mean if you're doing it wrong yeah <laughs> <laughs> but like like they took out and this and like i said i thought the scene was funny in the justice league but i understand why it's not in this one the one where um aquaman sat on the lasso and oh, then right. he was he said a bunch of shit about being scared and then he said she was hot and that he would fucking hit her up or whatever. Right. It's it, it's almost like it's just too lowbrow for what Snyder was making. Well, another thing, too, that I thought was interesting was when they go back to uh, when they first go back to uh, uh, Bruce Wayne's like hangar or something like that, you know, they all have this confrontation where, you know, Wayne goes, what did Steve Trevor teach you that where have you been since you know this that and the other thing and uh it wasn't in yeah it was the 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 version was completely different but one thing that i liked about it is they all had something to prove they all had something to say there was the skepticism from aquaman there was that that kind of with barry it wasn't it wasn't so much of like well isn't this the scary murder kill box but he also had some scientific stuff to say like we got him to say about like you know the the way the box moves and stuff like that and then we got a history of the box which we never got in the other one because i because i was like well how did they find the box like it just you know it just magically appeared and it's like oh the nazis found it in it um you know in during world war ii and then the allies got it and all this stuff i was like going oh okay that's cool but i liked at the end of that where he's like i know we're all thinking this but I'm not going to say it. And then Cyborg just shows Superman, you know, it was like, good. And then it was just kind of like, oh yeah, you're all thinking of bringing back Superman, which didn't need to be said. It was perfect the way it was. Well, that was the thing is that, and honestly, if you want to say, make a movie more like the Avengers, I feel like Snyder was doing that more than Whedon was because yes, they hadn't been a team before. Um, but they w were trying to work together in the theatrical version. They were actively not trying. I think the only one who was trying was, um, was wonder woman. Aquaman thought he was fucking cooler than everybody else. Flash didn't know what the fuck he was doing. Cause he was a bumbling fool in theatrical <laughs> version. If you really right. complain, com compare the two. Oh yeah. Batman was being, well, to be honest, Batman was being Batman. He wasn't really working well with anybody, but that's, he was pretty spot on. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but in this one, it's they they're 
yeah, they're having some friction. I know Cyborg, you know, he had issues, but it was fleshed out, so we understood why. Um, but they had issues, but they wanted to work together. They wanted to solve this fucking problem, and I like that more. I like that they were the fucking Justice League. I like the just a, a ragtag group. <laughs> I like yeah. that that Batman the the line that Bruce Wayne said when he was talking to to uh, Wonder Woman about Aquaman. He's like more or less. Well, which is it more more or m- less more or less? More like more or less. Okay, so he's a no. No, he's a no. <laughs> I that was the original. No, that wasn't. Oh, that thought... that that is the original, but that wasn't Whedon's. He didn't use oh. any of Whedon's shots. Okay. If anything, Whedon used some of Joss's shots, but Joss didn't. Uh, but uh, but Snyder didn't use any of Whedon's shots. Yeah, I'm not. There's not much more to say. It's definitely. I mean, I'm going to close on this. It's definitely worth a watch, especially if you're a comic book fan. Not even a DC fan, just a comic book fan. If you, I feel it's more true to what these characters are and what they represent. Um, and it just makes more sense. The fighting scenes were a lot better, and and the end scene was fucking amazing. Like throw away the fucking theatrical version on that. Yeah. Um. But I'm also not going to sit here and say Whedon is a piece of shit. Like, who knows why they made the choices? I I have a sneaking suspicion it was more Warner Brothers going, okay, now that Snyder's out of the way. But there's also a different. There, th- I have a little bit of a. It felt more like Superman two. If you look yeah. at Superman two, you wonder like Richard Lester used um, a um, a good chunk of Superman two was filmed by Richard Donner. But when Richard Donner had a falling out with uh, with uh, the uh, father and son team, Sulkin, I think is their is their last name. The Sulkins, uh, they fired Donner and then brought in Richard Lester to finish the film. But there's a rule in order to have somebody else's name attached as a director, they have to. And I think it's like 40% of the movie has to be reshot by wow. that director in order to get the directing credit. So I'm assuming when Whedon took over, there was that, well, you'll get credit, so you have to reshoot some of this. So there was probably a lot of it that he reshot. I kind of feel like it, ego was involved. Uh, like he his name on it. Well, I think because of the fact that he was taking it over, he had to, in order to get his name, that's a GGA rule, a Director's Guild rule, that if you have your name on it, you have to, you have to be responsible for filming so much of it. So there was a lot of it that he probably refilmed and of course, because of that, he rewrote, and um, so a lot of the shit just kind of it kind of felt like okay, this is what a Whedon version would look like, and this is what a Snyder version would look like. That's why it feels like two different films. Whatever the reason, and that makes perfect sense. But whatever the reason, um, I'm not going to say I didn't enjoy the original Justice League, the theatrical version when it came out, because I did. It wasn't a perfect movie, but I a lot. I, like I said, I don't want to watch it again. Like I, I, I was like, okay, cool, and then I just moved on with my life. It's not like <laughs> some of the Avengers movies where I've seen them multiple times and stuff right. like that. But I will say this: now that the Snyder cut is out, you could you could literally throw away the theatrical release. I wouldn't care. Yeah, and um, for me, um, that explanation that I gave is not to absolve. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, no, I'm I'm not telling you. I'm telling the audience. Um, is not to absolve Whedon because I'm not sitting there trying to be a Whedon defender. Um, I've never been a huge Whedon fan. Um, you were um, 
you weren't negative, but you were a little hesitant when you found out he was directing the Avengers. I yeah. remember that. You're kind of like, ah. Oh. Yeah, because at that point, all he had done was Buffy, Firefly, mostly a lot of, with the exception of Buffy, a lot of failed TV, you know? Um, so I was a little, mm. And then, you know, being that it was the first movie, and I think the I think in the Avengers, in the mind of Marvel fans, this was the first time all the Marvel heroes were together, so I think he got kind of a pass because it was such a, a pinnacle. Either way. It's yeah. the same reason why I like Justice League when it came out, because it's the fucking Justice League. Right, exactly. And so um, that's why I think, you know, but I think he got a little too... I mean, personally, I, you know, and with a lot of the shit that's come out, you know, about him, you know, it doesn't really seem like a good guy. I've had, I know people that have worked that were extras when he did Firefly and said that it wasn't necessarily a, a very cohesive or safe set. So I've, I've heard a few of those things. Um, yeah. But, uh, that from the, the Buffy crew now as well. Yeah. Um, which is a shame. Yeah. You know? And so in those aspects, uh, yeah, both films are two completely different movies. If you want two different takes of how that movie would have worked out, there you go. You've got them both. Um, I think Zack Snyder, you know, uh, did a great job. Um, I think it was. Now, how people would have reacted to this had this been out instead of of Whedon's remains to be seen. I know there's a lot of people said, oh, this is, you know, it's like, yeah, but. Would you still have felt that way if it was the no. only release? You know, I think we're now I it to something exactly. We're comparing it to something that nobody liked. And you're like, oh, well, this is so much better. That's like saying like, oh, well, the Green Lantern's extended edition was better. It's like it did make it a better movie. It was just I a lot of stuff. <laughs> I did. And I was like, well, you're fucking up. I, I watched and I was like, no, nah, it's, it's still pretty shitty. <laughs> I actually enjoyed the Green Lantern movie. Only because I, I'm a big Ryan Reynolds fan. I, I laugh my fucking ass off when I watch <laughs> Ryan Reynolds. So for me, I knew the movie was a train wreck, but it wasn't Ryan Reynolds' fault. Mm-mm. And he was making me laugh. So I was like, well, and there's a bit of nostalgia because it's the Green Lanterns and stuff. That's, what, that's why, for anyone listening, that's why Steve calls me a fanboy. Because it's true. There is, there is a dose of me, of, of my inner child, where I'll let things go with DC stuff that other people like that was fucking garbage. That was all right. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't, I, I'm, I just happy to be there, you know, but, um, I will say this, um, with the Snyder cut that came out, Warner brothers, not only made a, a good choice to, to allow him to finish his film. Um, but also they exposed themselves in fucking triple eight K. Cause, <laughs> It shows me that Snyder's vision for the DC universe was solid. And I'm going back to to the other movies he did as well. And that if Warner Brothers would have left him alone, like they left him alone here, we probably would have got a much better cinematic universe. I'm not saying he's a perfect director. But I think he's better when you leave him the fuck alone than what he was before because this movie proves it and this movie's also people are like oh my god why would you release it? it was supposed to be two movies yeah it was the first plan it was supposed to that's why it's split up in a part so he just said fuck it and he just released it as one film which i don't care that's fine you know but there was supposed think, to be a second part to this and that would have been i think the whole dark seed part 
And I think if they would have – Warner Brothers needs to learn from this, please, and do what Disney does, and they don't meddle with the creator. Let the creator make what they want to make. Don't come in and start yanking fucking cords because some dude who pushes fucking numbers all day said this this projects. It will make – fuck off. Like let the people who know these characters – and know how to write stories for them. Write the fucking story. Well, my thing is, is that I looked at this and I was like, going, yes, it was a good movie. Does Zack Snyder need to be in charge of it? No. And here's the reason. Warner Brothers needs to have DC Entertainment spun off into its own studio, like Marvel is from Disney. And let, you know, and have, you know. Just be the money bag. <laughs> yeah, they just, they're just like, okay, we give you the money. You do what you need to do. Because and let them make these movies. Let them do a universe that's not depicted on. Oh well, we have this Joker and Suicide Squad, but they're going to do another Joker because this might be nominated for an Oscar, and we're going to have you know these guys do it and have all these different offshoots. And that's why people get confused. That's why people don't see these movies because they're like, well, is this connected to that? Marvel movies are easier because they know that if they just watch those movies, they're going to pretty much be in line. You know, yeah. like going, oh okay, yeah, we saw that. Oh okay, they're making references to that. It's like. Marvel introduced the whole cohesive universe thing from comic books to people who have never read comic books before. And then Warner Brothers goes, oh, yeah, but here's something else from comic books, the <laughs> negative part, where there's a million different fucking universes. And comic. I remember and we're going to do remember. everything that Marvel comic readers, com- I mean, um, Warner uh, DC comic readers complain about. <laughs> it, it, the, the DC fucking cinematic universe is like pre-fucking crisis it makes no sense sometimes right. and then i know you because you've read comics for a long time and me too you've had those conversations with people where you go well yeah but superman did xyz and he's like no he did that in fucking universe 37 <laughs> right. we're talking about main line wait a minute no wait he did that in the other <laughs> you know you're trying to figure shit out which is but what it, crisis this, this, was but, trying to fix yeah and now you have and it's like yeah but this was rebirth yeah but this was also this was um Oh, what was that? There was Rebirth, and then there was the one after Rebirth when they kind of tried to do it again. Earth, it, it's like, called. you know, it's all these different things. You're just like, holy sweet Jesus. It's, like, it's not sin either. They've had their moments too, but it's it's like that's a thing that's okay for comic books because we're writing a bunch of books, and comic book fans know the game. They know what's going on. But for film, it doesn't work right. because, first of all, it's too fucking expensive to be playing games like that. And two, the average movie fan is not – I'm not saying they're dumb, but they're not that invested in it right. to be able to discern, oh, this Joker with this creepy dude who loved his mother too much <laughs> is not in the same universe as as this one, but that's also not in the Nolan verse. Right. And then Batman that's coming out at the end of this year or next year is not in this. <laughs> it it's too confusing for normal people for right. normies. Yeah, because then you got like, well, which should I watch anything before that? No, <laughs> just the, Marvel, I I gotta commend Marvel because Marvel has touched on multiple universes do it doctor strange i see that he you know that they might be getting into this but they're doing it in a way that's so gentle like they're like they've been hinting towards it for like two phases now right you know and and once it happens people are going to go oh i understand what's happening right and movie and a lot of comic book fans especially dc fans you know the fanboys 
they need to recognize that when you're in a in film, they need to they need it to not be dumbed down, but it needs to be able to be con- consumed by people who never picked up a comic book before, people who didn't grow up in the '90s and '80s watching all the cartoons. Right. Yeah. Like I watched like Batman vs Superman is a perfect example. I watched Batman vs Superman. I understood every single thing that happened in that film, but I also understood how. Because it wasn't there, the, there was connective tissue that wasn't there. Because he went a, I feel like Snyder went a little too fanboy for Batman versus Superman. I think he did too. And 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 that's why I've always said, I've said multiple times, I might not agree with how Snyder handled things, but I'm never gonna hate him. Because he he just seems like the biggest fucking DC. Like he's so excited to be there. <laughs> You know what I mean? But he also seems like he has ADHD. <laughs> He's He was referencing things. Talk about fucking multiple universes. This motherfucker needed Crisis of Infinite Earths <laughs> during Batman vs. Superman. Because I was like, bro, you just referenced in one scene three different Supermen. Like, <laughs> calm down. Take a breath. <laughs> but I loved it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. All right. All right. Well, um, I think uh, we could jump into the new release of the new series, uh, Marvel's The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So episode one dropped on Friday. What did you think? I'm sorry, I was taking a drink. Um, I really liked it. Every time and, we mention Marvel, got to take a drink. <laughs> no, I really enjoyed it. And, and the glaring main reason why I really loved it and I'm excited about the series they haven't even met yet or they they've met but they haven't even teamed up yet right gave both characters room to see one where they're at um also see that their lives aren't fucking perfect which is a typical marvel thing and i enjoy it um but we see that fucking bucky is fucked up yeah which i i expected i mean he was had a troubled life to say the least and then captain america's not even here anymore you know, so and I like the um, there was a scene where he wakes up from a from a nightmare and you see that Bucky's sleeping on the floor. Oh, right. And yeah. that's reference way back to when Captain America told Falcon that his that your he was like, your bed's too soft. Yeah, because he's been all he knows is the fight. You know, and it, yeah. it's kind of crazy. I've always think Captain the, in the in the Marvel Cinematic Universe Captain America, I'm sorry, Steve, Steve Trevor and Bucky Barnes, they're almost products of a different, well, they are, they're products of a different war. And Captain America has optimism and he has faith because he's a product of a war where we fucking won, right. where it was very easy. It was bad guy, good guy. Right. But it's very gray area for the Winter Soldier. You know, Not and I, he, was fighting, been- he was fighting for the good guys and then became a Soviet, you know. And to this day, my favorite. Or what I maybe not my favorite to watch, but what I think is the best Marvel movie is is um The Winter Soldier. Yeah. I, I think that was the most like it really fucking hits different. You know, and it's very layered and there's a lot of shit going on. Well, but anyway, I, we're not talking about Winter Soldier. Yeah. You there? Where'd you go? Yeah. Oh, okay. No, because you got really quiet on your side, so I was like, what happened? I just stopped talking because oh. you started talking. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
so I've already seen a lot of online has been pretty positive. Of course, there's one guy going, this, this is so boring. I don't even know why I'm watching it. I'm like, it's the first fucking episode. Calm down. And you're going to tell me that the uh, the chopper scene at the beginning was really boring? Like, give me That's a fucking break. That's the type of fan that just wants action. Yeah. It's always going to be fans like that. And then somebody did- went... And then somebody went, oh, oh, they're doing character development. Oh, my God, that's so hard. Nope. <laughs> um, but, you know. You got when character development. I know. I love um, It's cool. We're seeing more of a, of uh, Sam's backstory. Yeah. You know, so we're seeing his sister, his nephews, all of that. And I'm sorry, but it just shows you how, how racist this country is. An Avenger. A black man that's an Avenger can't even get a loan? Like, like that's how how fucked up is that? <laughs> I mean, there was more to it than that, but I understand what you're saying. The, the perfect thing that it was super subtle, but during that loan scene, um, his sister said, it always seems to be difficult for people like us. Yeah. You know? And um, whether she's justified in pulling the race card or not, that's up to interpretation. I don't think it it was that. I think it's be- what the guy said is that suddenly half the world came back and nobody's got a fucking job. So things got tightened up. But I'm also speaking but as someone in the loan industry. <laughs> I just know how shit would happen. But um, the perfect example of just that subtle, I'm not a racist, I have black friends kind of thing. <laughs> Was when he said, "Hey, now that's not that. I mean, he's a hero, right? That means he's he had to do something special to earn respect, you know." And it, I, I'm like, I don't know if they meant to do that, but I still felt it. Yeah, because it was it was that like, wow, like a normal if he's black, so he needed to do something special, right. or I would not give him time of fucking day. Right. And they was asking for selfies and shit. Yeah, I'm like, bro, it's like, for real? What's wrong with you? And I like, I like Sam. Seriously? Like, <laughs> Seriously? You look mad, mad too. Who is about to fuck him up? Uh, but, uh, you know, um, I really liked, like it's building towards something, I really liked that. I liked, and the whole, like, <laughs> the whole 12 steps that Bucky's going through, um, <laughs> It's funny. I I like the I like his therapist because I was like, when she's really abrasive, and then find out she'd served too. So I was yeah. like, oh okay, so she knows what he. She, kind of bullshit, you yeah, know. and um, you know, it's like and the only calls you've made have been to me. That's sad, you know. <laughs> it was like, um, but him with that dude's father. I'm like, oh, like. You know where he's like with him and he's carrying that guilt of killing his son and. All that stuff. I'm just like, oh, like, is he gonna eventually tell that guy what's gonna happen then? You know. So it it was it was that part was gun gut wrenching. Um, yeah, cause it's a really complex thing. Yeah, and to, to be like, well, like, to, and to say like, well, it was me, but it wasn't me. You know that kind of thing. Um, I really dug that. Uh, and then uh, <laughs> I like with the I like with the chick. So how old are you? 103. You know, <laughs> she's you know she's like. <laughs> true and it's funny how he never made up anything after that yeah just laughed and moved on yeah (laughs) he's like your skin looks good oh you know just bad (laughs) everything bad to my skin um but i i really like that it's setting up and then the whole oh he gave up the shield to go and you know uh where sam gave up the shield so it could be a, a commemorative for captain america and then another fucker gets it 
yeah, I want to know more information on that guy. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I found out about that, out about that before I saw the episode because my daughter, Hannah, watched the episode like immediately. <laughs> and she ran up to me and was like, did you hear that they changed who Captain America was? And I hadn't seen it. So I was like, well, yeah, it's the Falcon, right? And she goes, no, it's this guy. And she showed me some <laughs> random dude. I was like, okay, don't talk to me anymore because I haven't seen the episode. But um, yeah, I already, looks, I already knew that was coming beforehand. Um, because there, I didn't. There, My fucking daughter spoiled it. <laughs> yeah, because there is a, a patriot that is in the comic books and he came out at the same time because they couldn't name him Captain America because Captain America was there. But I think it's kind of the same thing. Um, so we'll have to see, you know, how this works out. But yeah, very. it kind of seems like a repeat of what they did to Captain America in World War II, where they had him selling fucking bonds and shit. Well, we'll see because you know everything's always, you know, a little hail hydra, yeah, hail hydra kind of thing, you know. Um, but yeah, I really, I really dug it. I'm looking forward to it, and I'm kind of annoyed that it's only six episodes. But you know, hey, you know, six episodes is better than no episodes. Yeah, that's kind of a bummer. I feel like every show just keeps getting short. It's going to be just single episodes eventually. <laughs> like, here's an hour. That's what you get. That's <laughs> yeah. the whole story. Yeah. And then we got Loki coming out after this. So that, that's yeah, a, I'm excited for that as well. That's a high one. So Actually, I think this was a smart move for um, for Marvel where we're moving more. Like, they're going to make movies, of course, but we're, move, we're moving – being more serious with the television because I feel like that was Marvel's, Marvel's uh, weak point for a bit was TV like DC was kind of, they had TV on lock a few years ago and then, and then and all they had was agents of shield <laughs> Agents of shield, which a lot of people were kind of iffy on, Yeah, you know? So, um, it's nice to see that they're, you know, TV is important too, you know, especially nowadays. And I like that they're taking some of these characters that probably wouldn't have done a movie, giving them like a six hour movie, like, Hey, we're going to give you like basically two movies or that's kind of three movies. The Falcon and the Winter Soldiers. It's a six-hour movie. Yeah. And, yeah, and is... Feige said that don't expect second seasons of a lot of these shows. A lot of these shows are just kind of one-off, but they're obviously building towards something. But he goes, unless it come, unless something strikes us that like, oh, hey, but there's no second season planned for a lot of these shows, which I figured, yeah, they're probably it's, like miniseries. They're like miniseries comics. Yeah, it's you have you have the main story arc and then you have the, the offshoots of what, this character was doing during that time kind of shit. Yeah. I dig it. I'm here for it. The more, the better. Yeah. We don't always need things to continue until they stop making money. I feel like that happens in America. It's funny because they ruin a lot of shit when they do that in, in America. And that doesn't happen in a lot of other places. The fucking like uh, novellas, for instance, <laughs> they have to find beginning and end. It doesn't matter how much money they're making. Japan does the same thing. Britain, yeah, the UK does the same thing too. When a show, they'll do one or one, maybe two seasons, and then that's it. And it's like going, okay, creatively, we we don't have much more, and then they're going to end it. Because you always remember a show more for like the last bit you saw. Yeah, there's a lot of shows that were good shows, but the fucking twentieth season was trash, <laughs> so you don't fucking care. Right. The Big Bang Theory. Yeah. Like if you watch the first few seasons of that, it's a really solid show. It's funny. I know people say it's fucking white people humor and that's a big thing on Twitter now. A lot of people say only white people think this is funny. <laughs> what was the three white people shows? Big Bang Theory, The Office, which I agree with. The Office is weird. 
Um, and there's another one I can't remember. Um, but then it turns into nothing because it's a sitcom and it's been going on too fucking long. Yeah. You know? So I, 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 I dig that. I dig this. Like, look, we're going to make Falcon and Winter Soldier. We're going to tell you a fucking dope ass story. And then that's it. Yeah. You'll see in the movies. Yeah. And you won't really remember it much because we'll move on to something else. And then you'll be caught up with that. And then the Mandalorian then, will come back and then you'll be on that. <laughs> right. And then four years later, you'll, you'll be sitting there on Disney plus after it's, um, Disney's now the uh, president of the United States, <laughs> Mickey Mouse sitting in the White House, and you'll go, "Hey, remember by, by presidential oh. decree, we're going to invade." Because <laughs> Marvel, Marvel has that thing on lock, and it's already a thing, but it's going to get even worse as we get later on, where you come across a Marvel movie you haven't seen in a while, and you go, "Man, I haven't seen this in a minute," and you watch it, and you. It's like the first time you saw it, even though you remember it. It's such a solid movie. And it's like it's no, it's not solid in the way that it's like a fucking Oscar one of those real serious films we're all supposed to like. But it's just like they they structure these movies in a way that they hit you, which is what they should do. Yeah. You know, so you watch it like five years later and you're like, I forgot how dope this fucking movie. I feel like Marvel has that unlock right now. Because I watched um, – recently I watched uh, uh, the first Iron Man again. Oh, right. And I was like, man, I fucking <laughs> – this is so funny. This movie's dope. You know. Yeah. Now huh. I'm going to watch the Snyder Cut once a year, I think. <laughs> Could be a yearly thing. Long, bro. <laughs> you know. Oh, it's, it, oh it's, it's spring starts this week? Oh, time to watch the Snyder Cut. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Spring is here. The sun is shining, and I'm gonna hide in my room, <laughs> blackout curtains, and watch the Snyder Cut. Uh, each year, you get a bigger TV. Put on the Snyder Cut, you know. <laughs> when we're when we're fucking old and gray, bro, we're gonna watch the Snyder Cut on a 300 inch television. <laughs> Walk it on the back of some like uh, parking garage. <laughs> <You're> just like. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> all right so with that i think it's time we jump into our final douchebags week of the week uh list uh my douchebags of the week surprisingly enough are house republicans uh this comes from the washington post so um a dozen House Republicans voted against a resolution to award three congressional gold medals to the Capitol Police, the D.C. Police, and the Smithsonian Institution of Recognition of those who protected the U.S. Capitol when it was attacked by a pro-Trump mob on January 6th. The lawmakers, the GOP lawmakers, many who said they objected to the use of the term insurrectionists in the resolution are Andy Biggs of Arizona, Thomas Massey, Kentucky, uh, Andy Harris, uh, MD, is that Maryland? Might be. Or, yeah, maybe. Uh, Lance Gordon, Texas. Matt Gates, Florida. Marjorie Taylor Greene, Georgia. Uh, Louis uh, Gomert, Texas. Michael Cloud, Texas. Andrew S. Clyde, Georgia. Greg Stube, Florida. Bob Good, Virginia. And John Rose, Tennessee. We had to combine it with the, the editorial comments of the January 6th sequence of events. And then we had to log roll it with this ex, um, with the exhibit at the Smithsonian. 
and that was little a uh, little too much for me gates said after the vote others objected to the worst of the word of the use temple in the resolution instead of simply being by about honoring the capitol police who bravely protected the capitol on january 6th nance senator uh, speaker pelosi included damaging language that unnecessarily weighs down the bill Cloud in um, Cloud said in a statement, the text refers to the Capitol as a temple of democracy. Simply put, it's not a temple, and Congress should not be referred refer to it as one. The federal the federal government is not a god. Uh, Massey also opposed the use of the word temple, saying it was a little too sacrilegious for me. The resolution states on January 6, 2021, a mob of insurrectionists forced its way into the Capitol building and and congressional office building and engaged in acts of vandalism, looting and violently attacked Capitol police officers. It also says the desecration of the U.S. Capitol, which is a temple of our American democracy and the of violence targeting Congress are horrors and that will forever stain our nation's history. In a tweet Wednesday night, Good, a first-term lawmaker represented a swath of Central Virginia, said that the resolution was politically convenient for House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Harris, the only Republican House member in, in the Maryland delegation, released a statement calling the measure a politically charged publicity stunt. The men and women on the thin blue, um, on the thin blue line, including the brave men and women of the U.S. United States Capitol Police, should never be used as props for politically charged publicity stunts like this bill, Harris said. I... I truly condemn the, uh, commend the Capitol Police for their actions on January 6th and am grateful for their service in keeping us safe each day, but I cannot support partisan charge language found in this bill. Earlier Wednesday, Gomer corralled several other Republicans to support the separate resolution honoring the Capitol Police, one that made no mention of the events on January 6th, according to a copy obtained by Politico, but included the names of three officers who defended the building that day and died in the days that followed. Um, Gomert's resolution said most um, most recently we lost uh, we mourn the losses the Capitol Police officers Brian uh, Sicknick and Howard uh, Livingood and Metro Police Officer Jeremy Smith who all passed in January 2021. I co-sponsored uh, Gomert's pro police bill. Green tweeted after voting against the other resolution. Good who um, who as a candidate accused his Democratic opponent of wanting to defund the police also expressed um, support for Gomert's pro-police bill. House Majority Leader uh, Stein H. Ho um, Hoyer lashed out at the Republicans who voted against the, res the resolution to award the medals one of the nation's highest civilian honors. It's deeply unfortunate that a number of House Republicans opposed the, this action as they attempt to erase the events of January 6th and deny the responsibility from the far-right insurrectionist mob incited by former President Donald Trump in this statement. Such disrespect for the heroes who courageously tried to protect the House, the American people's capital, is disgusting. So, yeah. They were arrested by the FBI. Like, <laughs> there's no argument here. First of all, I'm not surprised that Biggs was involved in that because he's a fucking jackass. I hate that dude. <laughs> Politically, right. like, I don't actually hate him. I just, you know, um, but oh, it's sacrilege because he used the word temple and insurrectionist. Just, it's like, oh, shut up! You're you're talking about your base. That's why your retarded fucking base is gonna because those people 
don't speak to all Republicans. They, they're all right. You know, and they're the alt right are dumb like that. Like they're gonna be like, oh, it's not a t-. it's like it's a figure of speech, Pam. Like you do you <laughs> not do you not understand? It just means it's an important place. Dumb. And it's like when the Christian how long Christians don't call their fucking houses of worship temples. Yeah. Those are so those are Jews. Say the whole word next time. Okay. <laughs> Still one of my favorite lines from fucking community. <laughs> what'd she say? What'd she say, Jewy? Or something like that. She's like, say the, say the whole word next time. Do it, yeah. Say the whole word next time. Um, I mean, it's stuff like that that uh, it makes me laugh because it's fucking irrelevant. So, like, none of that shit's relevant anymore. Yeah. Because even they voted, but did everyone else voted for it? So who fucking cares? Like, no one's listening to you anymore. Fuck off. <laughs> you can't give the police medals now for fucking almost dying like these motherfucking people that came out of the white house are ready for blood bro i'm surprised it didn't get bad in there yeah i bet you if they would have found like one of the bigger like bigger mouthpieces of the democratic party that there would have been some issues oh yeah things would have got really bad found aoc might not have aoc today yeah you know so (sighs) anyway well (laughs) Steve covered culture. I will cover pop culture. <laughs> I just thought this was amazing. Um, I actually came, uh, Twitter was ablaze this morning about Kylie Jenner. I was like, why? What did she do now? Is she come up with a new fucking makeup line or something? Like, who did fucking cares? Did she do a new Pepsi commercial, you know, to bring everybody? No, she, to... That was her sister. Oh, was that her sister? Yeah, that was the one that doesn't have all the plastic surgery. Yeah. Um, and I don't even remember what that was. She gave a Pepsi to somebody. Or, so oh, I thought that one was kind of blown out of proportion. Well, it was because like, it was all the, the violence, Black Lives Matter and all that physical uprise. And so she walks out in front of a mob and gives the police a Pepsi like that was supposed to bring in peace. I remember, I remember why, because I was joking around with some people. I said, uh, leave her alone. She didn't do anything. It's like, what are you talking about? I was like, she's just the model. They gave her money. Just do what they told her to do. Models don't think. <laughs> a model. <laughs> Stop attacking the face. Attack the people who wrote the damn commercial. <laughs> but whatever. Who cares? Kylie's the one who looked like a normal 18-year-old girl and then came out of the doctor's office looking like a fucking cartoon character. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. God bless her. You know, it's her money. But speaking of her money, Kylie Jenner. Has a commanding presence on social media with 222 million followers on Instagram and an additional 37 million plus on Twitter. Wow. Why? Why? I don't know. People idolize her. Recently, she used her ability to get eyeballs on content. <laughs> I shouldn't have paused there. That's kind of funny. Uh, <laughs> to bring awareness to Samuel uh, Ruda, a makeup artist who works with mom Chris Jenner and half sister Chloe Kardashian, who and who recently needed emergency brain surgery. Her Instagram stories post subsequently sparked a conversation, but probably not one the keeping up with the Kardashian star was intending. Sammy Rauda was in was in what many suspect to have been an accident last weekend. On Sunday, March 14th, the, Holly, the Hollywood makeup artist, 26, underwent emergency brain surgery. Subsequently, a GoFundMe account was set up by the 
Ruta family to help recoup the cost of such an expensive surgery, one the young man and his family were not prepared to take on. Kylie Jenner publicly donated $5,000 to the account and then shared information to her Instagram stories this week. But some fans think, oh, sorry, my dog's very upset about this. <laughs> wow, um, he has a thing for Kylie Jenner, huh? He's sitting there going, don't talk bad about her. <laughs> Leave Kylie alone. Um, but some fans think her whole attitude towards Sam Rauta's accident was tone deaf. And a lot of people were unafraid to share their comments about <laughs> what Kylie Jenner, an alleged billionaire. It's not alleged. She is a billionaire. Um, when Forbes says it, it's not alleged. <laughs> um, was doing asking average people to donate money to someone if it was an issue um, or person she clearly had a connection with. Now. Let me preface some. I do not think that just because you're rich, you should pay for everything. However, the point was made right there. This is someone who was personally connected with her family. <laughs> if someone's personally connected with your family and you have the means, right. you should take care of it. Right? Yeah. That's generally, like if, that's generally if the idea. needed a surgery and I had money, I don't right now, so don't fuck around. <laughs> Um, I would have no, that's, that's fine. I would help whenever I could, you know, I wouldn't be like, ah, I'm not putting any money. $5,000 is nothing to someone who makes estimated 19,000 a day. Right. Or not even like, I think the 19,000 an hour. I don't know, but let's read some of these funny tweets. Um, Folks are defending Kylie Jenner by pointing out she donated 5000 to her makeup artist me medical GoFundMe. Her net worth is $900 million. So that's 0.000006% of her net worth. If your net worth were, say, 100000 it would be like donating $0.56. Cents. <laughs> uh, another one has the picture of um, Sandy Cheeks from SpongeBob with her arms crossed just looking at the, looking at the audience. Kylie Jenner um, – bought her toddler a $15,000 handbag, but is asking her fans for money. Um, it's a bad look. And, and Twitter was a blaze, bro. it was so funny, but it's, it, to me, it's like, it says a lot about Kylie Jenner and it says a lot about the kind of people, people choose to idolize. Like we have, let's just stick to women. We have women in fields of science and education medicine that are doing amazing fucking things and you don't even know what the fuck they look like yet kylie jenner <laughs> has a kid with some rapper does really nothing i could start a makeup line too if i started out rich right <laughs> like come on and her makeup line was trash anyway they said the quality control was all garbage my daughter was telling me because she's very my oldest daughter is very interested in that kind of stuff, makeup lines and stuff. Um, I'm I don't even hate Kylie Jenner, but she's did she has done nothing to contribute to the world. Choose better idols. <laughs> Idolize people for being genuine human beings that have helped others. This woman can't even help her mom's makeup artist with a drop in the bucket amount of money. And you think, okay, think about how much money kylie makes think about how much her mo her uh how much her mother makes 
Exactly. She's that's. I mean, that's the thing. Is like she she's the, like the head of all of these. Her she's the puppet master of all this. And you're gonna tell yeah. me she doesn't make that. She does. She's more. She probably has more money than the rest of them. And she can't flip the bill. You imagine her makeup artist is like going, "Oh, thanks guys for that GoFundMe to help me out with this." That's well gonna the help fam- a lot. The family of the makeup artist is the one that started the GoFundMe. However, when you were involved with people like be better just be a better person and that's what i was talking to my wife i'm actually happy i'm not rich these fucking rich people acting different bro (laughs) a lot of them are acting the fool but you notice something when you're rich for something meaningful bill gates i know a lot of people he's involved in a lot of dumb conspiracy theories but bill gates made his money because he made his money he's now a philanthropist and he's trying to help people in Africa and stuff like that because he worked for his money. The people who don't work for money don't want to work. They don't want to do anything. Just like Kylie Jenner. I'm going to put my face and my name on a bunch of dumb shit. I'm going to take a bunch of dumb pictures of myself and you're going to eat it up because you're all fucking retarded. (laughs) I'm just going to cash checks. That's all I'm going to do. It's the same thing her older sister did. I'm going to let Ray J fuck me on camera don't tell don't you dare tell me that was an accidental leak because oh, that's bullshit. That bullshit well they said that um they said the leak was accidental but what chris jenner did after that to market that thing they go that was that was that was all her and i don't think the leak was accidental either because ray j is is the kind of clown that would leak something like that yeah. ray j's all all about the ego yeah he's funny it's so funny to see him and his sister because um ray j is moesha's sister oh yeah that's right i, I remember very just is almost as a regal presence when yeah, she but, talks. Yeah, but you know, back you know, off that she's probably like ghetto as fuck. You know, you know <laughs> but it, them right next to each other, you would you would think that he was fucking picking up her trash. I just I just had a thought now. Like you think Moesha outside of the public light is like uh is like <laughs> um uh what's his Chris Tucker's mom in Friday? You know, make it <laughs> enough. <laughs> Banging on the we is an American treasure. You stop that. <laughs> Bang on the door like you're the goddamn police. <laughs> but like, I don't know what I did in parenting. None of my kids like Kylie Jenner, and I think that should be a major temperature gauge for if you're raising your kids correct. When you when you when you're applying for a job interview, your first question is, "What are your views on Kylie Jenner? How do you how do you view Kylie Jenner? I don't." Okay. Oh. <laughs> you go like I don't. Okay. So the next question, then they move on after they go like, "Oh, she's a queen. She's amazing." Okay. Well, thanks for coming in. We'll uh we'll uh we'll be in touch. And it's it's sad because like and I'm saying Kylie Jenner, Kylie Jenner, but I'm not specifically picking on her. It's it's that section of of culture in this country of this idolization of people that do literally nothing. <laughs> They do the bare minimum. It's old money, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. It's just people have short memories. But they're spending, essentially still spending their father's money. The only one who, well, not her father, the um, Kim's father. Yeah. It's the only one who ever worked. Hmm. Like they go, oh my God, we own a clothing store. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Oh my God, people film our life. You're not doing anything. <laughs> like you, <laughs> it's like you're doing all the same shit. I have to do, but like a thousand times less work and then getting paid 
so we have the privilege to watch you do it. Fuck right. off. <laughs> and my none of my kids, even my oldest kid, who's a bit of a you know a bit more into the pop culture scene and stuff, and she she thinks the Kardashians are fucking dumb. And she actually told me she's like they don't do anything; they just take pictures of themselves. It's like yeah, and they make millions of dollars for it. Right, and hey, I don't knock the hustle. Good for them. They're not the problem. The problem is the people that give them the money. Oh, seriously, and the people that follow them for no apparent reason. They're just smart enough to capitalize on it. On uh, on a on a side note, it wasn't um, Jesus's plan? That's all I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for coming to Adam's TED Talk. Um, I saw this meme that had a, a picture of a uh, elevator, uh, you know, the panel inside the elevator, and a thing yeah. from uh, the University of Alabama, and the sign says, do not click buttons with genitalia. Cameras are watching. <laughs> and um, I replied to the meme, I'm sorry, I thought this was America. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I, that. That meme never gets old. <laughs> America. Last, I have to say this last tweet that I just saw at the bottom. It says, "It's um, it shows a picture of Oprah throwing her hands up like no, like oh, right, that." Yeah. And uh, it says, "I still can't believe that Kylie, a whole ass billionaire, really asked us brokies <laughs> to donate to her friends GoFundMe." The audacity. <laughs> uh, Whatever, we can move on. But I, I just um, I saw it this morning and it boiled me up. I was just like, oh God. I know Adam texts me this morning, like, go ahead. <laughs> um, I think I felt <laughs> it's funny when the douchebag wor- just works itself out. <laughs> Sometimes it's like you don't find the douchebag. The douchebag finds you. <laughs> it does. <laughs> it, it, it reaches out to you. You know, it's happened here. Uh, uh, it's like the ring in Lord of the Rings. You know, it just calls out your name, you know. It whispered to me <laughs> and I, I looked at it gingerly so <laughs> and it was kylie jenner precious <laughs> someone told me one time it was probably one of the meanest jokes i've ever said about a woman to a woman because i've said some pretty mean jokes to men about women but not to directly to a woman's <laughs> face she liked kylie jenner because she's a fucking i don't know basic right. um <laughs> like I heard Kylie Jenner was going to come to Arizona, but she canceled. And I go, why was she going to come to Arizona? And she's like, I don't know. She was just going to come here for something, but she canceled. I'm like, well, she can. It's the summertime. <laughs> like, what does that have to do? It's like, she's like 60% plastic. The bitch going to melt. <laughs> right. This, this chick was like, I can't believe you. He, she's like, you are so sexist. I'm like, I'm not sexist. I love women. Kylie Jenner, though. <laughs> right. Is going to melt out in this fucking heat. I said, if anybody, I said, if anybody hates women, if anyone is body negative towards women, it's Kylie Jenner. Because mm. she had a female body and then she felt it needed to be enhanced. <laughs> so I'm not. Listen, I'm not setting the beauty standards here, okay? Because I think the one who didn't have any work is the prettiest one out of all of them. The it Pepsi is. girl. The Pepsi girl. I don't know. I kind, I kind of, I'm kind of into Chloe. Is Chloe the oldest one? I, I think, think the so. oldest one is pretty. Yeah. And I like her kind of attitude because she keeps it a hundred sometimes with people, and I dig it. Like, I used to watch that stupid show. Oh God. Because my wife used to watch it. She doesn't like it anymore. But she, in the beginning, the beginning days of that show. This show's been on longer than fucking, fucking. Grey's Anatomy, I think. It's been on forever. But like she used to. It's been to tell, on since the days of Bonanza. 
She used to tell her sister. She's not my favorite character, but she used to tell the other girl. They'd be all up in their up their own ass, and she's like, "You you are all bitches." Like you're. Funny. And I just love my favorite character though. Fucking Scott. <laughs> he was the best, bro. There was one scene that summed up their entire existence, and Scott was involved, where Kim was talking to the ugly one. The big one. Chloe? Yeah. The one that most people don't like. None of them are ugly. But um, she was saying about getting her like a, her ass reduced in size. And Scott, being super over the top, slaps his hand on the counter. What? You can't do that. That's how we make all our money. <laughs> like, how is this family going to survive? <laughs> and then he storms out and I... My wife was offended because of how hard I was laughing. I fell off the couch, bro. I was beat red, which I'm pretty white, so it's not that hard to do, but I was fucking dying. Bro. I was like, Scott is 100% one of my favorite people on this planet. It's never going to change. And it still hasn't. Still love the guy. Don't know what he's doing. I love him. Just that one scene. <laughs> All right, so... Lastly, our social media idiot of the week, it's Fox News. And it, rightly so, it should be every week. But this week <laughs> in particular. It's rightfully so on the last episode. <laughs> right. Uh, Fox News poked the sleeping tiger known as Gen X and got the generation known for slacking and sarcasm to muster a collective whatever. <laughs> the news network aired a segment on cancel culture where it urged Generation X to lead the charge to save America from the social media mob. Can they, can they do it? The short answer, who knows, but they aren't interested either way. Interested <laughs> uh, in anything. <laughs> I know. I was like, I'm like, I know when I saw that, I was like, yeah, you picked the generation that's more of like, what the fuck, whatever, dude. Right-wing media has been uh, apoc- apoplectic recently over a rash of incidences where iconic pieces of pulp culture from the Washington Redskins to Gone with the Wind to Dr. Seuss have been reevaluated by younger woke progressives. Let's keep in mind that Dr. Seuss was reevaluated by the Dr. Seuss company. While there is value in a movement that holds people accountable for uh, propagating racist and sexist ideas, the Fox News crowd dismissed it simply as cancel culture. The Fox News target demographic is firmly in baby um, in camp baby boomer, with the average uh, viewer age being around 65 years old, according to Canassus. If you go by raw numbers. Of the 3.3 million households uh, taking in Sean Hannity's show on a nightly basis in 2018, it's just south of 2 million have been ha, uh, would have been senior citizens. Baby boomers were born between 1946 and 1964 and are currently between 57 to 75 years old. So the boomer authority, the boomer authority over a nation's youth wanes by the day. Fox News made an appeal to Gen, Gen X to protect older conservative people from the ravages of cancel culture. But according to the reactions on Twitter, Gen X, a.k.a. the coolest generation, couldn't care less. The generation that curr- that's currently between 41 and 56 remembers a time when their baby boomer and gr- greatest uh, generation parents tried to cancel everything in their childhood. <laughs> but these calls weren't from liberals in the 80s. They are from a pearl-clutching conservative and even some 
high-profile Democrats like Tibber Gore and Joe Lieberman, evangelical Christians, and paranoid suburbanites. Um, whether it was the satanic panic around the metal, uh, heavy metal and Dungeons and Dragons, the Parents Music Resource Center labeling, labeling hip-hop music, or the endless crusades against video games, the boomer version of cancel culture is aimed squarely at Generation X. In fact, Gen Xers lost, um, lost one of its greatest childhood heroes in Pee Wee Herman who got canceled for falling short of Bush 1-era moral norms. Fox's appeal resulted in a slew of hilarious tweets from Gen Xers who couldn't care less about the boomer obsession with cancel culture. But to be fair, it's not like Gen X was known for giving an F about much of much in the first place. Uh, first of all, they just don't have um, they just don't have the time. So one of them goes, we're too busy work um, booking vax appointments for our parents and forcing them to come with us after you indoctrinate them into thinking that the vax is was a liberal, liberal conspiracy. Uh, they reminded Fox News that anything the boomers tried to cancel back in the 80s. And then they go, you cracked me up. One of my students who attended Christian school said they couldn't read Harry Potter books. And I love the Teletubbies. Um, Gen Xers sca um, scarred by growing up uh, with... Bill Tennant, Tipper Gore, and Pat Robertson telling us not to read, listen to, or think about anything uh, about what to think. What would be um, what would like to ask Fox why they suddenly think Gen X should be seen and have a voice? Gen X has been invisible because the generation because it's <laughs> it's the generation never valued. Um, another one goes so true. Thanks to reminding me that Republicans were all up in our business growing up in the 80s. No wonder we have such rebellious sentiments against GOP culture wars. Been there, lived through that. Um, another one said, D. Snyder would like to have a word. <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel only the only people who ever listened to Gen X were millennials. Because cause usually, if you really think about it, and this kind of just dawned on me, every generation is the opposite of the one before it. No. For millennials and Gen X, Gen X was like, I don't care, and millennials want, you know, you're right, nothing matters. Yeah, and but the thing we're that's team, we're team together, bro. And what what's happened is is that growing up, I remember, oh, you can't watch He Man because you know Christians, you know, oh, it's about sorcery, you know, you can't watch anything fantasyful that has to do with sorcery because it's anti-religious. Um, uh, you know, it was the Oh yeah, you can't listen to rock music because that's music of the devil. It was well, but but you remember that we grew up in the time as a Gen Xer grew up in the time of conservative Reagan, Bush W or um, Bush Senior. So we had that rise of Jerry Farwell and all of that stuff, which you know tried to, and then those people that tried to, oh, we need to ban these type of music because it's it's. Uh, summoning of the devil they go somebody put on twitter goes sorry i'm too busy playing my heavy metal albums backwards to summon the devil um <laughs> well the current young people are the exact opposite of my generation where they care about everything yeah <laughs> everything's a fucking cause it's like jesus christ guys get it together right <laughs> so um, there was uh, there's what one said here it goes uh, as a gen as Gen X, I couldn't find the energy to give a single shit over this petty nonsense. And then someone replied, uh, "They will they will know us by our battle cry, whatever." Right. <laughs> fucking cares. It's kind of like you know. I was thinking like, yeah, you got um, the Generation X who is the most cynical. Uh, 
we could give a shit about everything because, you know, during the time we were growing up, it was conservatives about everything. Everything was, you know, against family values and, oh, they wanted to do all of this stuff to just like cancel all the stuff we wanted. Married with children, they were going after because, oh, it, it's it's a bad view of the family life. And it's like, oh, change the fucking channel. I don't give a shit. I find it funny. You know, it was, it's like, so we're just kind of like, every time I hear it, it's just like, roll the eyes. It's like, oh, whatever, guys, find something else to get pity about. Yeah. And then, um, my generation turned that into a general disinterest. <laughs> right. Just don't fucking care. And it's so funny because I've listened. Steve and I have been good friends for a very long time. And I've listened to old – sometimes I'll just randomly listen to an old episode and you can hear the two generations in the episode. Like you're like – you're being cynical. Like someone was being positive and you're they're like, <laughs> yeah, this is why that's dumb. You know, and then there's me going, I, I don't care. It's not going to work out anyway, so who fucking cares? Yeah, it's so fun. And then you have today's kids who are – just fucking full of optimism and it's literally sickening <laughs> and you're gonna be like oh you're gonna learn one day none of this is gonna matter <laughs> perfect perfect example to my generation is when i was sitting on the couch and um my daughter goes goes well my generation is going to be the future leaders of of this world and i just looked at it i didn't even have my head up i had my head leaned back i glanced at her and went yeah <laughs> <laughs> fucking it that was my contribution to that conversation i don't fucking care enjoy it the, the fucking boomer generation been fucking this damn country right square in the ass to this day you're just along for the fucking ride sweetheart exactly so let's do this one more time okay even though this is our final episode we still want to Thank you for listening now and over the last 10 years. Even though the show is done, we have other shows you can listen to if you haven't already subscribed to them. Plus, we have two more shows coming down the pipeline. So you can you can still donate to us and help us help all those future and current shows. It's like, yeah, you can still throw us money. Listen, yeah. we're still here. Yeah. Right? We're like we're like Trump. We're always planning something. We've got to line our pockets while we do it. <laughs> shit <laughs> i mean like <laughs> um yeah later i think probably during the summer when we start recording is when i think we're going to announce the new shows so but don't those shows probably won't be out until probably closer to the fall so we're going to back up some shows make sure you know we keep those uh we have a good reservoir and then start releasing them uh but uh they'll be cool i think a lot of you might you might enjoy those so even though we're done here, these shows will remain up with 10 years of content for you to relive. Uh, if you are listening to our past episodes, please still leave a review of the show. And, you know, you can do that with, you know, all our other shows too. Our two other shows are Truly Pointless Podcast, which is us talking about whatever the fuck we want. And damn right. Nice. And damn right we should. <laughs> Also, Star Trek podcast, The Away Team, where we talk about whatever we want about Star Trek. <laughs> right. So, we recap episodes from the Star Trek franchise with our own special commentary. 
currently we're doing enterprise. However, we usually jump, we'll take a, we usually pause. I, f- I feel like that's a new thing now. We'll pause enterprise if a new show is on. So if like discovery season three starts, we'll do that, you know, or Picard, whatever the fuck is next. There's so much to have Star Trek. And I don't know what the hell's going on, but most likely we'll probably end up getting to lower decks before we get to any of the other <laughs> Star Trek shows. Yeah, Cause they're all filming right now. Um, so yeah, take, take a look at those shows available anywhere. Podcasts are sold. <laughs> And if you have comments, questions, hit us up. You can catch us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all under at the Lazy Geeks. And you can still email us at the mailbag at thelazygeeks.com. And also, I just wanted to throw out there because I think there might be a little bit of confusion. The website is still going to be up. Uh, I'll still be posting blogs, some news, and um, uh, some other content. I'll guys keep you up there, updated there on new stuff that's I need coming. Putting it all together. What? I'm even putting an article together. Oh yeah, huh? You're, right. It's, you're, you're it's doing... my decade, my decade article. <laughs> I've I've been fucking around with uh, Google Stadia and X Cloud, and I figured I'd put a little thing together and educate young minds. There you you know, it doesn't matter anyway. <laughs> but you know, we're all gonna die anyway. So. <laughs> I mean, but whatever. I mean, you know, what are you gonna do? Uh, <laughs> as a Gen Xer, as a Gen X, as a Gen Xer, what are you gonna do? It's whatever. You know, a young person on here, and we'll do that, and then they'll go, "Come on, guys, <laughs> everything's gonna work out fine." Like, where the fuck have you been, stupid kid? <laughs> look at look history, up. you dumb fuck. <laughs> if you look up from TikTok every once in a while, you might notice we're all fucked. <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, have you ever looked at TikTok? They all do the same fucking dance. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the defining bit of the um, current generation is they all have blinders on because if you look at TikTok, it's all fake. Yeah. None of it's none of their none of their content. Their rap is fake. <laughs> their videos are fake. Everything is fucking artificially distilled for their pleasure. Or God or, or they do it or they they do it braless now because you see a lot of chicks that do it braless now. God bless. And it's like going. You really haven't got that much attention, you know. Read the name, bro. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that is it for us on, and these were the voyages of the Lazy Geeks. Uh, so, uh, really just want to say thanks for hanging out with us and uh, checking out all these, all 400 episodes uh, like I said, you can still, you can still listen to all our past episodes. And if you want, give it a, you want to do something a little trippy? Listen to our first episode in this one. <laughs> that first episode was really rough. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think it's funny. It, the the quality is rough because our equipment was not. Yeah, the do, best. Doing it over Skype in the same room because we were broke, and uh, right. so we're still we ended doing it Skype, but we're at least in different states this time. <laughs> um, so yeah, but uh, thanks for checking us out, listening to us all this time. Again, remember check out our other shows. Um, and, uh, please hit the website, hit us up on, on all the social media. Um, but, uh, it's kind of sad because it's, you know, we're putting, putting away our baby. This was the first and ever show we ever did. Um, but you know, it's bittersweet. So good rid. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so, uh, I'm Steven Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. We were thinking, so you didn't have to. 
and uh, keep wearing those masks.